welcome to the Safe Room Plays, the podcast where we talk about the games we're touching and the games that touch us. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And shit fucking sucks right now. Dude, it looks like Mars out there. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're out here in the uh, the Penub, the PNW, the Pacific Northwest, if you didn't know. The Penub? The Penub. I've heard that one. I didn't coin that. Kevin didn't coin that. I know it's a surprise, but I didn't coin that. You've coined a lot of things in your 30 years of existence. I'm a fucking, I'm a coin hop. You know what I'm saying? I'm a coin operated boy. (laughs) What's going on with the Dresden dolls these days? Anyway, (laughs) but uh, yeah, uh, so there's some smoke coming from not just California. Not just Oregon. Not just Oregon, but also what? Bonnie Lake is on fire? Mm -hmm. Bonnie Lake and Sumner. It's a lake. What do you mean it's on fire? What is this? Jurassic Park 3? I was going to say, the last act of Jurassic Park <laughs> has a lake on fire. Get William H. Macy on the scene, son, with he, his big old caterpillar mustache. He would know what to do. He would know exactly what to do. He would use a crane. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess all joking aside on it, like it is actually pretty devastating. I, I know California on average has you know a vast volume of, of wildfires that consume i don't actually know what part of california it is if it's northern california or just all of it i know the bay area is uh, suffering a lot of a lot of fires left and right a lot of evacuations going on yeah. too uh very unpleasant business mm-hmm. very unpleasant business and of course it's worse this year because knock knock it's still a pandemic and resources are very much throttled especially for cali fire to take you know take care of that mm-hmm. uh, apparently they're depending on um prisoners yeah. to help out with the firefighting like that that was the thing and since so many prisoners are sick with covid obviously they don't have the resources mm-hmm. so it's like one of those things where this year has been just a thing after a thing after a thing and each are heinous much more heinous than the last like i'm just like what's next what is the next thing dude are we gonna find out that godzilla's real and he's gonna fucking smash through seattle like it'd be gone <laughs> What was, there was a, a post that I found that somebody, it was a post where somebody had said that they found like a statue of Jason Voorhees where Crystal Lake is. Yes. yes. <laughs> like they finally unearthed it. I'm like, no, put that thing back. Put it back. Put that thing back. Oh, so help this me. This is not the year. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough shit, dude. And it, it's, it is. I mean, we, we've actually been kind of experiencing that for like the last three years since being out here, like yeah. the very, very dry summers oregon here and it just i think it's yeah it's definitely hitting a peak on top of everything else that's been happening this year and it's uh it's very unbearable to go outside yeah the last few days very smoky hard to breathe uh we have to keep the windows shut because we'll wake up with like iron lungs that's not the right way to say it but you know just coagulated no yeah. that's not a that's not a <laughs> coagulate for <laughs> yeah. me it's it's been one of those things where i grew up i had childhood asthma and i i grew out of it um, pretty quickly. I think I, I only really had it for like four or five years. And then I don't know how I didn't like ignite it sooner with how often like I, I smoke. And then like this past, the past like six months, it's been like really aggravated between like just the poor air quality as a whole. Mm. And then this stuff. And it's like, I feel like I'm like, I feel myself wheezing like very regularly now because of it. And I'm just like, well, I guess I'm going to double up when I go outside with my mask to make sure yeah, like, I don't get yeah, yeah. super wrecked in my bronchi. But, yeah. you know. it's, just, it's just a rough, like, it, it's hard yeah. not to, like, feel affected. I know we talk about this now and again, but I'm definitely having days where I'm just like, motherfucker, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. It, it's like um, tension without release. Every single day mm-hmm. that tension builds up. And there's, like, there's nothing. 
not these fucking video games, mm-hmm. not what fucking Nintendo's up to, not the fact that it's, what, what is it, video game day now, mm-hmm. Daniel? Not the fact that fucking Fast and Furious 9 confirmed they're going to space. I don't give a Nothing shit. Nothing matters anymore. They better find a fucking cure up there. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, they're probably going to find Elon Musk up there with his fucking SpaceX racer. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I go, I weave in between just being kind of like sad yeah and and blase feeling and then other days being just fucking irrationally angry Mm. where i just want to break through these fucking walls say hello to the neighbors by smashing through the wall naked yeah okay that's where i'm feeling at right now dude (laughs) i mean i'm I'm definitely with you there i'm gonna keep my clothes on when i smash (laughs) through my neighbor's wall sure yeah it's a big statement (laughs) I mean, we can't all be Chris Evans. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, like fucking Silent Hill out there. Yeah, That's bad. I mean, it's it's obviously very, very... It's a lot worse in, in California, obviously, where it's actually yeah. like red outside. It yeah, looks like the fucking red. dust bowl. Yeah, it's like it, yellow outside. Right whereas now. out here, it's like there's a grayish yellow hue. It's not super yeah. bad. And a lot of our um, ashes carry over, like you said, from neighboring states and smaller local fires. It but, takes yeah. a lot other states. But it's it's rough because it's like I I feel like every podcast we've done since like quarantine has been like super topical about like world events because it's like how how could you not? There is the weirdest there is, snapshot. Yeah, there is no like tension and release because like unlike most people, you and I have actually been trying to stay inside. We're not going to tiki bars, we're not getting mm-hmm. our drink on, we're not going bowling, mm-hmm. we're not at a theme park. Like we've literally been like keeping ourselves inside. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. like the, the tipping point will be. I imagine the rest of twenty twenty will be like this, you know, hopefully twenty twenty. 21 things start to kind of like level off a little bit or just kill me or just, just or fucking kill or just me kill I don't us, know. actually just nuke our apartment just make kaiju happen i'm really i want that i yeah. think that'd be the most interesting the- we need a unifying threat <laughs> we do that's what we need it always works in the movies mm-hmm. right everyone's like we gotta put aside our differences and kill these motherfucking kaiju and it's like yeah let's yeah. do that dude. yeah we Forg- need that forget all the other shit that's going on that's more right. pressing and we're gonna just fight kaiju together we need a big threat that everyone can see and agree is oh, that's a problem godzilla's a problem in the bay right because otherwise invisible threats are just gonna kill the dumb people and the dumb people are just gonna kill the smart ones and we're all dying i thought we had a giant visible threat which one was that? President Trump? Trump? Yeah. Ah! I was going to say, I thought we had a threat. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's, that's like a, a, a cult that like a Godzilla cult erupts out of nowhere going like, actually, it's a good thing he's stepping on the uh, on these buildings. He, I know Godzilla just stepped in an orphanage, yeah. but he's just clearing up the swamp, ain't he? He's creating jobs. He's creating People jobs. now have to rebuild those buildings. <laughs> yeah, that's how it feels. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so... Is this a video game I was going to say, yeah. Like Kevin said at the beginning, it is National Video Game Day, so let's talk about some video games. Yeah, National Video Game Day, man. Maybe we should celebrate and play some video games, unlike every other day this entire fucking year. Actually, yeah, this would be the one day where I boycott it. Yeah, fuck you, video (laughs) games. You've ruined everything. I'm going to read a fucking book. I'm going to read a book about video games. Hell yeah, dude. Vonnegut had it right. (laughs) Uh, Cool. What do we do? Do we do something? I mean, in the past, we've done shebangs for National Video Video game, yeah. Video games are cool. Uh, Without... wa- uh, watch that documentary on Netflix, I guess. Uh, high score. Apparently, it's really good. Oh, that's all I got. Let's shout out the people that brought us here, man. Phil Spencer mm-hmm. taught us what video games were at a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there for me. He wasn't really there for my mom, but that's a different subject. Yeah, different story altogether. Yeah, but he's still working on that. Yeah, yeah. We got we got Shigeru. Oh, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto came, came on in yeah. and said, "What if plumber were fun?" 
And he was right. He was my first father figure. Right. Yeah. He actually raised me that day when he brought me out of the Deku tree. He said, son, I, I bring you to the world. And he raised me like Simba in front of everybody else. Um, yeah. And then we got, you know. Sean Layden. I was going to say, who's, who's, the, who's the PlayStation? All one? of the video game forefathers. Sean Layden. We got Shuhei Yoshida. We actually, you know what we should yeah, do yeah. for National Video Game Day? No, We I should don't. make a video game Mount Rushmore. With like all the great what? heads of video games. Uh, okay, got you. Yeah. Uh, Cliffy B is mm-hmm. up there for Shurzies. Randy Pitchford. Randy Pitchford. Nope. No, <laughs> nope. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll we'll do we'll do a standard banger on this one, just because like video games are obviously the reason we're here. It's why you guys listen. It's it's part of the reason why we started doing this. You and I have a huge love for video games. You know. Four years in the making, we've been yeah, doing like this podcast them. talking about something that's been kind of a passion for us for our entire life at this point. I like those video yeah. games. I don't like those fucking gamers, though. No, gamers are the worst. Fucking annoying, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. Everybody can celebrate video game day except the gamers. But actually, <laughs> shut up. Let me like a thing. <laughs> this is the, So, shout out to the video games, not the gamers. <laughs> There we go. That's a perfect start to <laughs> National Video Game Day 2020. I'm very angry this episode. It's just like it's pent up. It's like wrapped around Are my you? spine. Yeah. Okay. Is that just constipation or? Just anger. Just anger. Okay. Just anger. All right. Just simmering. Well, I'm excited to see you boil on this one. This is going to be a fun one. This is Save Room Plays 10. We yeah! Got some, we got some news here. We're not necessarily going to. We got news! We're not necessarily going to do the standard like, you know news episode like we normally would but i think enough stuff happened in the last two weeks that we just kind of had to talk about yeah, some of it there is some <laughs> stuff that i didn't want to wait because like we we're trying to do like a big old uh powwow for, for episode, episode 100. 100 yeah probably do like a stream and you know live podcast play some games but we didn't want to not talk about this so i got a few yeah. things just five yeah. things we'll, so, we'll, we'll breeze through buddy. I, yeah i'd say we got like five kind of like quickish news items and then we got a, f- a bunch of games we've been playing we're at playing the so end. many games dude um i would actually almost like this one to kind of like stand as our marvel's avengers review if not a review in progress i i would say the launch review yeah launch that's review. that's a that's, i think that's the best way to put mm-hmm. it because this game's gonna be very different like you know even like a year out from yeah now, so yeah yeah but, we're gonna do the kotaku uh year two in progress review yeah exactly <laughs> where it's like i wish you guys didn't abandon this game and it's like well <laughs> anyway Number one on here, my friend, the Xbox Series S price and existence is leaked. This is like the worst kept secret, but Windows Central and a site called Therot. That's where I go to my vi- for my video game leaks. <laughs> Thorot. Uh, Thorot. <laughs> yeah. They beat Microsoft to the punch when they revealed leaked images of the Xbox Series S. Now, the big M took it on the chin and made it official, pricing the all-digital system with an attractive $299 price point. There's no, there's no decimal in that. That's $300. Bucks. Now, while the system isn't 4K, it hits a resolution of 1440p. It does, however, support 120 frames per second, which mm. I think is probably what most people would prefer yeah uh also if you're wondering the xbox series x followed suit with its own price point which is 499 500 on the dot both systems finally have a release date which is of november 10th and pre-orders open up september 22nd one thing i didn't cover on here is that they're also allowing uh consumers if you will customers to do a payment plan on these consoles Mm -hmm. that are is tethered with like game pass and all this shit and i think Oh, that's really 
dag nasty. That's yeah. a good. That's a good fucking idea. Of course. Yeah, I think especially like these days where everybody's kind of trying to pinch like every penny. Yeah. Give give them the option to do like something kind of like a layaway plan and you know pay right. this off over time for sure. More options to enjoy it, and I think that's. There's no way that that you can cut that where that doesn't sound pro consumer. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like that, and I actually would love to see Sony follow suit on that. On yeah. Action. I think they'd be hard pressed not to, but then again, everything that Microsoft and Phil has done in the last like you know year plus has been very consumer friendly, consumer facing. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not entirely surprised to see them uh, do this. Leaks, leaks, they, they happen all the time, every day. They happen literally every day. One's happening. One happened today. You know. Oh yeah, what well, was a big leak today? Uh, Chris Evans' dick. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, again, more on that later. <laughs> Why not? Why not now? Hang on, hang on, Xbox. Hang on, hang apparently, on. it's a good dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good dick. But like, it's still like it's kind of invasive. I don't, you know, I'm not gonna. Hunt well, did down he for the leak image. it like intentionally, or was it like an I think it was an accident between like him and Bucky? Buck, him <laughs> and <laughs> Sebastian yeah. Stan are, uh, are just comparing right now. Yeah. Mine's got metal on yeah. it. <laughs> Let me show you my. What is yeah. it called? Let me show you my vibranium soldier. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Uh, I I think it was um, accidental, but mm. um, it seems like the. The Evan stands out there uh, are not propagating this imagery because they're trying to protect the, their their fearless leader. Yeah. But yeah, Captain America and Chris Evans are like trending on Twitter. That's right amazing. Now. And I was like, oh, is there, did they announce a new Captain America? Oh, no. <laughs> Hashtag that's America's dick is probably train, uh, Yo, trending absolutely. right now. Yeah. Amazing. I'm jealous of whoever received that because I don't have many whoever guys. Received. I don't have many guy crushes in this realm. Yeah. But Chris Evans is up there. He's, he's he's a strong a man, handsome cell, dude. He's great in everything he's yeah. in, man. Oh, exactly. You remember that movie, Not Another Teen Movie? It's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Knives Out, so good in Knives Out. Oh yeah, he was brilliant in yeah. Knives Out. Oh my god, yeah, Chris Evans. Yeah. We salute you. Well, knives aren't the only thing that's out today, Chris. You got nothing to be embarrassed of, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the the main leak here. I think Microsoft handled this very. Um, gracefully they yeah. they took it on the chin like they kind of rolled with it they they memed about I mean, it in a way yeah, yeah yeah where they did that like kind of monkey meme where it's like oh we're we're acknowledging the fact that it happened and then literally the next morning they're like okay cool yeah we're gonna own it here's some details and then here's some more details release yeah. date price all that yeah apparently they had like a, a few videos like set up that were, were supposed to be like launched in the week and those got leaked too and it was like all right well there goes the surprise but also like okay cool people seem to you want to leak something and have people react positively and yeah. i think people actually looked at these price points and were like oh shit especially mm-hmm. for that uh, xbox s 300 bucks that is a mm-hmm. stiff price point right there that's a fighter yeah that's a fucking fighter for for me as somebody who isn't like kind of hyped about having like that next gen xbox or ever actually owning an xbox this is a super awesome value prospect for somebody like me who might want to catch up on you know microsoft's library halo halo 2 halo 3 halo 4 halo 5 guardians Mm -hmm. halo odst uh halo reach yeah the whole catalog ori ori in the blind forest the fuck is that Ori in the world come on man what is that it's a metroidvania people love ori is master chief in it no he's not <laughs> jesus christ but it's still pretty cool man i can't argue with any of this i can't argue with the price i no. mean it literally if you're gonna come out with a value machine it has to at least rival nintendo uh in terms of price point and 300 is a sweet spot i know not everybody's jumping to spend 500 on a new thing no but i think for your average consumer 
Uh, it works pretty well. And the visual marketing works pretty well, too, between the two, where there's actually a distinct difference between the two consoles look-wise. Yeah, one's got a giant boombox on it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it. At first, it struck me as weird, and then I was like, okay, cool. It's got a giant fan, mm-hmm. and I think, um, sweet, sweet. I need a bigger fan on my fucking PlayStation mm-hmm. Pro. I, I, I'm going to say this. Sony manufactured that thing like dog shit. <laughs> Sony manufactured like dog shit. There's no way. I'm playing Avengers and it's the loudest. You've seen it. You've yeah. heard it. How fucking loud it gets. I can't hear my TV your, over it. Your fucking console is the Quinjet. It's exactly. <laughs> it's so fucking loud. Like Sony, how do you, how'd you let that out into the wild and thought, okay, it's like God, idiocy, man. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know by comparison how like, you know, the Xbox one ran or, you know, it Xbox doesn't one sound X. like anything. Oh. It turns on and you don't hear it amazing <laughs> it's not supposed to be like a fucking car <laughs> no no not at all what not the hell I, yeah i'm not like i don't love the design of it necessarily i think it's cool that it just exists at, seems at small all. too um yeah it seems small but then by comparison like the series x which is this fucking like right. tablet that fell from the heavens yeah. it's like this fucking <laughs> giant monumental console it's like what is that <laughs> thing the the fucking um the monolith from space odyssey yes. is what it is like, but with an x symbol on it oh fuck yeah like you you need to renovate your home to like move it on in <laughs> somebody was do, i think somebody from GameSpot actually did kind of a a visual comparison of like the new consoles against like their collection like mm. you know ps4 all these other ones and i'm like yep that series x dwarfs everything in your house it's a big bitch yeah <laughs> it's a big bitch it is absolutely what does this speak to you specifically as somebody who has kind of some stake in the uh, microsoft ecosystem well there's halo there's halo 2 there's halo 3 <laughs> there's halo 4 there's halo yeah. 5 guardians okay. um i i like this i think mm-hmm. i don't think i was going to invest in the series x because i'm gonna go with the playstation 5 because i have such a huge catalog of fucking games for that thing mm-hmm. uh, already with with ps4 backwards compatibility so having a complimentary machine was always kind of like my ideal because sure. that's kind of how i treat my xbox right now although you know i don't give it as much love at all um i think it will be cool to have it as literally a game pass machine mm-hmm. and i think that's a really attractive prospect for a lot of people that don't want to like buy into physical shit and especially given now like this time and place thing of where people see how sensible it is to like oh i could just download things and mm-hmm. a lot of them are free oh my god <laughs> yeah i mean with <laughs> like the, makes sense. the way a lot of physical imprints are going in terms of like game stops like mm-hmm. you know game stops are closing down people are less likely to go out and buy something physically so yeah, digital is yeah. like it is this kind of rush of of something that's going to happen sooner than we think right and like there are great games that i'm seeing that i'm like fuck that's not on playstation like um uh the medium looks like a game that i would really really dig that's Mm going to be uh on game pass uh hellblade 2 uh, on there too so i'm just like sweet 300 bucks and especially if i could do like a payment plan if i wanted to Mm -hmm. but that's slick dude that's slick as shit so i think this they're positioning themselves in a very very good spot Mm mm-hmm I think um, this, I won't say makes up for it, but it really does take the blunt damage away from the Halo delay. Sure. Like, just going like, hey, here's, I'm more excited about the Series S than I am about the X. And I think that's the fucking point, right? Mm -hmm. They're making sure that they're hitting every kind of consumer, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, if somebody doesn't want to drop 500, I got to tell you, 300 looks a lot better. I got to tell you, $35 a month instead sounds way 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 better you know yeah over the course of a year that's perfect yeah i'm actually i'm more excited that the prospect of this than any exclusive anything that's coming down the line for them because i'm just like this is cool oh yeah because there's a bunch of third-party games on the game pass as well like a shit ton it's great so 
I gotta tell you, not a not a bad pr- proposition. There's something else that's coming free to it. I forget. I don't know if it's like the EA Online Pass or something. No, you're right. Yeah. The Origin shit that's or EA is. Access or whatever yeah. it is. It's coming there too, which is like, what? <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty big too. I gotta tell you, Sony Sony's really got a they got a lot of work ahead of them. I I, I know that they you know they're ahead of the race technically, but mm. it's like you gotta have some rebuttals to this thing. You yeah, know? I mean, I guess we'll see this week because this morning at 6 a.m they had a nice little sneak announcement for us and that brings us to number two sir yeah sony announced a new playstation 5 a showcase the event will take place on wednesday september 16th it's incredibly likely they'll announce a date and price for both editions of the ps5 and rumor has that sony has internally slashed the price of their console to compete with xbox it sounds like they're trying to go for that 600 mark and they're Mm -hmm. just like fuck we can't do that now and i agree I don't think they can right now and get away with it. The optics on it would be just so bad. It it will overshadow the conversation. Like if they were to come out at 600 for their PS5. Do you think that would be such a dominant com- conversation that it ruined their launch? I don't yeah. think so. I really don't think so. I, I think so. But I, Absolutely. I mean, for sure, it does speak to the fact that, you know, Microsoft has a leg up if they do come out cheaper, obviously. Sure. But I don't think it's going to ruin their PR. Like, no, the I... The fact that something is a little more expensive than the other i think not exactly like ruin it's not going to stop them from being successful that's what i'm saying Mm. i'm saying that it will ruin their pr because they're going to have to have every conversation of uh justifying the fact that they're more than the other guys Mm -hmm. and it's always good it's going to sound like such a fucking pretentious conversation well we have these exclusives and we believe in boutique experiences the next gen it's going to make them sound like a bunch of fucking assholes the entire year you know rather than just being like it's five hundred dollars See you next year. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's an easier conversation. And I think they're going to choke that down. Whatever they're doing on behind the scenes for manufacturing price. Yes. But I do think that that's going to overshadow a lot of the conversation. The other side will use that as an argument. Sure. Anybody who's anti Sony. I mean, I, th- I think in a lot of ways they they are playing in two different launch ballparks mm-hmm. as it is. I don't know. For me, it's like I, I go out to a guitar center. Right. And I'm looking at two like kind of guitar manufacturers um i'm looking at fender and then i'm looking at something like you know prs which yamaha. is more custom yeah oh, yamaha or, or, there okay. we go do they make guitars i know they both have six strings i know they both can get the job done but mm-hmm. for a lot of people it's the preference at that point right and i think some people are willing to take the sunk cost of paying more sure um and a lot of people are going to we're going to for sure oh, if, yeah, if they yeah, launched yeah. it at 600 bucks we'd be like okay 600 bucks we're gonna buy it anyway right but i, I think it does definitely give a lot of um more good grace and uh, conversation in Xbox's favor if like like they definitely do come out you know with that lower price point but I, but I also think that there's like a really big audience of people that aren't like oh I I know that Sony's going to deliver like Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima stuff like that mm-hmm. for them it's like w- w- which GTA machine should I get which Call of Duty machine should I get mm-hmm. and the cheaper one will be the winner yeah. no matter what right and those optics are going to like kind of it's going to be a shadow over mm. Sony's launch. Again, I don't think it's going to devastate yeah. them where they're going to lose, but I think that it is the first the first step to the scrutiny that makes people question every single choice that Sony has going through. So, for instance, if they don't have a rebuttal to Game Pass, if they're just like, yeah, we still got PlayStation Plus and PS Now is still the same going the next gen, mm-hmm. people are going to be like, so you're making me pay more. And you think I should pay a la carte for both your online mm-hmm. and then your streaming service, whereas Xbox has pretty much consolidated that for me. Why? And then again, they got to do the bullshit pretentious boutique experiences mm-hmm. argument. I think it's going to be a bad look. And this is the beginning. But 
I, I trust in them to say it's 500. <laughs> I really trust in them to say it's 500. I will fucking cackle if it's 600. I don't think they're going to meet <laughs> Xbox, like, in the middle for both of them. I don't think, like, you know, they're both going to be, like, their their slim model or discless model and then their disc full is going to be 300, 500. No, it's not. Like, I don't think they're going to meet them at the same Because, like, let's point. not forget, that is, so the 300 models sacrifice 4K yeah. to be $300, mm-hmm. right? No, 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 no. The disc, it's basically still a PlayStation 5 for the all digital. It mm-hmm. is a PlayStation yeah. 5. So it'll be 400. Yeah. Or, God forbid, <laughs> God forbid it's more than 400. What if we were, I, yeah, I think 400 is like a price they probably need to sneak in at. And then, yeah. Maybe 500, 550 for. I, honestly, I think in a recession, they, they cannot do it. They, Sony cannot get away with it. The competition fired their fucking shots and it was heard around the gamer world. They can't do it. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, I would walk in and scream at everybody and be like, yo, don't do this. Please, God, don't do this. Don't even release at 550. You're fucked. <laughs> Please, stop. <laughs> I get it. We're different. We're going to buy anyway. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say, to your point, the casual consumer that plays where their friends play, yeah. like, yes, the cheapest console is going to win that one. Oh, yeah. The, the, the clueless parent who's shopping for their child on Christmas... You know, the cheaper one's going to win, undoubtedly. But I think, you know, whether it's boutique or not, you know, I think for people like us who go to one over the other versus for one console over the other for certain experiences, we're still inclined to do that. But not everybody does that. No. So, like, I I can concede to that point that, yes, you know, this is probably a win for Xbox in a lot of ways. And I mean, Sony would probably be silly not to get as close to that as possible, but I don't think they're going to launch at identical prices. Yeah. I mean, I, I have that sinking feeling too, but I got to tell you, nobody's going to smile hearing that the PlayStation five costs more money. Mm-hmm. No one, not even mm-hmm. fans. So it's like, that's what it is. <laughs> that's going to overtake the conversation. I, I do agree though, that like if they're going to come out at a higher price point for, you know, if, if that does happen, they do need to figure some of their shit out. Yeah. Um, well, I, like I said, PS Now and all that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I think they definitely need to find a similar way to consolidate their services. Hold you were on. you were mentioning about maybe rolling PS Plus into PS Now and making it this whole. They, I, I feel like thing. they absolutely need to, right? Because like, give us that value proposition. It's not just so we have to wait for two games a month that we may or may not mm. like or download. It should be here's a rotating catalog of games. That's the fucking value for PlayStation Plus going forward. Mm-hmm. And there's no confusing, like, sidetrack of, like, here's now, here's PS Plus. Also, let me download every single fucking game that comes to the service. Do not rely on streaming because it sucks. Mm-hmm. Internet's throttled these days. We're in a pandemic, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, well, especially, like, Sony themselves throttling, like, yeah. and having data caps on, on their own shit. Right. I'm willing to wait for a download versus watching, <sighs> you know, playing Red Dead Redemption blurry as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to get out of this showcase. Like, honestly, they, we don't know. Like, I do hope that we get at least like, oh, I would say it'd be silly if they, if they did this and didn't, you know, at least breathe any mention of a price point, which they will. They undoubtedly they will. will. They have to. Um, but I, I definitely think they need to, like you want kind of lean harder in the specs, maybe lean harder into like what their backwards compatibility looks like outside of just, Hey, it, we're going to do PS4 games. Like if they're going to do an online service, bring us PS1 classics, PS2 yeah. classics, PS3 classics. Cause there's no reason we shouldn't have them. I would, I anticipate that this system's coming out November, pretty much the same time yeah. frame as Xbox. Um, it is not the right time to be vague anymore. Mm-hmm. It's time to be very precise about your messaging, mm-hmm. what it is, what is the value prop for your console. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be like, well, it's a PlayStation 5, and it's next-gen. Mm-hmm. Suck my dick. Tell me what actually is going on with this system, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing is, 
And here's the thing that intrigues me. They said that they're going to be bringing some PlayStation titles to that showcase as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe things we haven't heard of. Cool. One big rumor, of course, is that Final Fantasy 16 will be revealed at this showcase. Mm-hmm. What say you, sir, to that? I think there's a lot of credence to that. There was an official Final Fantasy 16 Twitter account that was created. What? Yeah, it was like a few weeks ago where like what somebody, could it mean? somebody <laughs> caught it where it's like, oh, somebody like actually locked down this handle for FF16. Yo. Like, okay. Okay, dude. I, I don't know what it looks like. I mean, I imagine it's it's definitely probably going to be a standalone installment. I don't think it's going to be like, how do I want to say? I, th- I think it's definitely going to be their next big like standalone Final Fantasy installment. I don't think it's going to be an online experience like, you know, no, probably Final not. Fantasy 14 is or 11 was. We're, we're on board for a new thing because it's been, what, five years? Five years? Yeah. 2015 is, or actually no, 2016 16. is when uh, Final uh, Fantasy 15, 15 came, came out. out so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I at least think we get a teaser of it. I don't think that game's anywhere near coming out, to right. be honest. Like maybe we get a showcasing of like what a next gen Final Fantasy could look like. It's going to be a CG trailer. You know that. It's going to be a CG trailer. And that's all we're going to hear for the next four years. I wouldn't mind if we got a tease of like Final Fantasy VII Remake Part part 2. That would be cool. Maybe that's being a little too like, you know, pie in the sky hopeful about shit. Either here (laughs) or at Tokyo Game Show at the end of this month. Mm. Uh, Either, like, I feel like Square has some shit lined up. They have have a whole near showcase, which is going to be really cool. We're going to be talking about the remake. And uh, I think Nick said it. He says, like, they suspect... Or he suspects that they're going to make Automata like next gen, say it's like next gen upgrade or whatever. Oh, cool! So that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. That to that point, that's actually something I really need them to lean into in this mm. conference or showcase or whatever it is. Actually, like, kind of let me know what your stance on like smart delivery is or like forwards compatibility with certain things, because like I want to know like which titles carry over from you know this gen to next. Right. Like we don't know anything about Last of Us or Ghost of Tsushima or mm. if they have said it. Sorry, it's been a bad year. Yeah. <laughs> of like whether or not they're going to be like next gen upgrades for those games but mm-hmm. yeah be a little clearer about that shit i think the problem is we want clarity in a year where no one's sure about anything and that, that's yeah. what makes this launch like way tougher but hopefully they can pull through on that one man i mean you'll excite me if you show 16 so they'll honestly they'll excite me if they show anything because like i'm just a sony pony like I'm but that so doesn't mean that i'm not without my criticisms about the company because like you know, I I love them. I've gamed with them since 2001 at this point, you yeah. know. I just, I need them to really, like, kind of, in a lot of ways, be consumer-facing and friendly. and, and Be the do, chosen one. Be the chosen one. Be the yeah. one that we, you know, go to because we can trust. Be the go-to. And just give me fucking a, a library of PlayStation games that I can just download. Be the goat, There's dog. nothing wrong with that. Like, what's so wrong with giving me your library? If I can Why, f- so you can fucking release another $100 fucking stupid yeah. console now? The future that I want is a future where I'm playing the original Resident Evil games on my PlayStation 5. Exactly. People are like, so you bought Next Gen to do this? Yeah, I did, <laughs> motherfucker, because Sony let it happen. I don't even care if they do it at a crawl like Nintendo has with Nintendo Online, you know, with uh, NES Online and SNES Online. Like, Better than nothing. Just do it just eventually. Do it. Just do it. So. Well, talking about a uh, company that I wish wouldn't do anything mm-hmm. uh, or should do more of a thing. Either way on that yeah. one. Number three on here is the second Ubisoft Forward event happened. 
to all of us. <laughs> and only two things actually matter about it. Uh, one, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is coming back. And two, Ubisoft released a video showing CEO Yves Guillemot apologizing for misconduct, misconduct at the company, including sexual harassment allegations that led to an Assassin's Creed's director's firing. Now, before you give them any credit, my friend, they posted the apology on Twitter, purposely separating it from the Ubisoft Ford event. You could fuck off, Ubisoft, on that one. Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't have just attached it to the beginning of their virtual showcase. Oh, I know why, because they didn't want to. Like, that's they did not want to put that on the highest visibility showcase for them all year. It's, it's naked, right? It's fucking naked how they're operating. No, it's it's very it's very apparent as to the why of it, but like doing like actually having it attached to the showcase, I think you would get a lot more credence with your viewers and and fans and people who respect the company be like, "Okay, like I actually respect you doing this." Right. I don't, I don't expect them to have a town hall about it, you know, in a live stream because that's not going to fucking No, happen. they're not going to do a Q&A session, yeah, but like you that's not happening. You had the foresight and mindfulness to say, well, "Let's let's release a statement and make it like like a 4-minute. It's a 4-minute video." Mm-hmm. But then let's not attach this to the show. Like I would have respected the move way more. Oh, like, yeah. hey, thank you for addressing that. All right, let's let's move on and celebrate the good work that the people uh, that work for your company have done. Yeah, I, I would have had way more respect for that. But unfortunately, a lot of what they do, I don't respect. I don't know. Ubisoft, yeah. like they're not like a company that I like praise for a lot of their recent moves because they've no. done a lot of shitty things. Like I, I have a friend who worked for them, and I've I've heard a lot of really poor things about the way female employees and certain employees have been treated um while she was working there not specifically to her but to people around her and it's just it's shitty and you know Yves Guillermont you know is he is he considered like the face of of Ubisoft yeah I would say so he's 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 one of like the founding brothers of the of the company yeah to you know to come out and like address it you know he addressed it was kind of like a bundling too i gotta say like he it's not oh, like the he other just thing, yeah. addressed that he was also addressing covid and the black lives matter movement and all this other stuff but to kind of just be like hey you know like we've never had any reports of things happening we didn't really know any of this was going on and it's like i don't really buy into that i don't really no, believe into they that. Uh, especially because on the counter like jason schreier released a thing that said like we have a lot of people who said they reported allegations and harassment to upper management and nothing was done. Yeah. So he had to have known, you know, there was obviously a safety net for the people that were committing these for acts. Sure. That's what it is. And like, it's one of those things where it's like, you're always mad when somebody does the right thing because they were forced to, not because they wanted to. Mm. And that's so obvious yeah. about Ubisoft's actions. And then the fact that they just buried their, well, not buried, like they put it on their Twitter, but at the same time, it's like they decided to sequester it away from where yeah. they, what they knew would be high viz, high traffic. That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> I, I'm going to say like, honestly, I don't think there's a huge separation between like gaming Twitter mm-hmm. and gaming stream events. Like I feel like the same amount of people who were likely to catch something about them on Twitter are likely to see the stream, you know? Mm. So it's like the same amount of people saw it, but you would have gotten so much respect and credit if you actually just started with that live. Yeah, no, it, it just feels like a deliberate move. I don't know. It's all bad. But, but that, from... that's PR for you, you know? <laughs> like that's... PR is a disgrace. I gotta it, tell you. It is. PR is just such a fucking disgrace of, a, of an industry. Yeah. Like... It, it is what it is. I don't know. Like I, I feel bad because like, you want to celebrate 
games that are coming out right because like as an industry it's like cool like we're excited about video games we want to you know push these titles that people worked hard on but then on the flip side of it there are people who worked on those titles that weren't treated fairly or were harassed or Mm -hmm. you know were under the umbrella of people who are reporting these allegations it's like they have to watch this huge ubisoft showcase happen and like that's gotta suck right is there anything that stood out to you from I, this? I didn't catch it live. I, I mean, I, beyond Riders Republic, obviously. Oh, of course. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. So good? <laughs> so good. For me, only two things, like, really stood out. Obviously, like, you know, it being 10 years of Scott Pilgrim, I'm really stoked about the Scott Pilgrim re-release. Kind of shitty that, like, nobody who worked on the original game is attached to it in any capacity. Really? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, Anamanaguchi, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, none of them were, like, consulted about it. It's just a thing that's happening independent of them. Huh. <laughs> yeah, so... Interesting. Where, like, that would have been cool to have them, you know, kind of maybe lend some new stuff to it, rather than it just kind of being, like, this port re-release. Right. But, I mean, it's cool that we're getting... Like the DLC packs, you get to play as Knives Chow, you get to play as Wallace Wells, you know, the game is that game Is that game really going to hold up? Like, I, I heard some conversation on Twitter, I think Imran Khan is talking about how, like, he's like, honestly, Streets of Rage 4 is a better game. Like, that's that's basically what he said. And he's like, uh, and other people are like, yeah, River, River City Girls, like, took the ball and ran with it and is a better game than what Scott Pilgrim I would was. make that concession more than yeah. Streets of Rage, honestly. Because mm-hmm. Streets of Rage is, is still kind of sequestered in that older style of beat-em-up. Yeah, and this Whereas, one's more open. Yeah, it's yeah. more open. It has a leveling system. It has RPG elements. It has stuff like that, like River City Girls does. I think it's going to hold up just fine, you oh. know? like Because like, it's still Scott Pilgrim. The gameplay's still fun. The music's still great. And it has some of like the most unique set pieces and boss fights. Mm. And it's really hard. I, I never beat the full game. I, th- I think I had it on my 360, like, forever ago, but I never it's, beat that full game. It's nuts. Like, the way that the actual, like, Seven Evil X boss fights go, and then the last one with Gideon is, like, this kind of, like, epic Final Fantasy-type set-piece huh. fight where he's, like, this giant monster. Yeah. It's crazy. That's cool. It, it seems like it had more opportunity to, yeah. like, respect its video game roots than, like, even the comic or the movie could. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's really cool. Other stuff... No, not really. I mean, Immortals Phoenix Rising or Phoenix Immortal Rising. Or what are you Rising talking about? Phoenix what is that Man. game? What is that? Gods and Monsters. Oh, oh that one, yeah. Gods and Monsters. We got more of a deep dive on that. What a surprise that they would name it something so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I got. I was telling you the other day, I was like, you could t- literally remove any single word from that title and it's a better title. <laughs> Immortals Rising. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix Immortals Rising. Phoenix even it sounds stupid but it's fine but Immortal, Immortals Rising even better yeah. but nope yep Immortals Phoenix Rising what what what, what is that word salad what? in the title stop it I don't think it's a game for me anymore but I think like 10 year old me would have loved it because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's got a lot of cool like action elements platforming puzzles gameplay stuff but I don't know the I'm art just... style looks a little underbaked to me mm. right like they went for like cartoony but without like a really distinct reason why to mm-hmm. do that what just to make make like set it apart visually from Odyssey? Maybe. Like I think that's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it looks okay. It's already getting immediate comparisons to Breath of the Wild, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I see it, but I don't know. You know, <laughs> this may come as a surprise, gamers, but there were open world games before Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, none that looked like that, Kevin. What? <laughs> none that looks like that amazing masterpiece of a game. Now they all look like it. <laughs> uh, uh, but hey, buddy. Prince of Persia is coming back. We're getting a remake of Sands of Time, the most famous, bestest Prince of Persia. Sure. How do you feel about it? I don't give a fucking shit. 
Prince of Persia 2008 is the only game that deserves a goddamn remake. That game was fucking amazing. It had a great love story, great platforming, great, an actual consistent, mm-hmm. vibrant art style. And Nolan North landed that role. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's kind of the thing about this one where it's kind of championing itself as a remake uh, of, what, a 2005 game? And it doesn't really look like much of a... Three. 2003 game, yeah. sorry. And it doesn't look like much of a remake? No. That's supposed to be next? What is I don't this? Know. I, I wonder if they're just kind of doing it as like a test bed for Prince of Persia as a whole, like just to test the pulse. Would people be excited about a new IP? Yeah, but... they they subbed out uh, Prince of Persia for Assassin's Creed a long yeah, time ago. I'd agree with and that. And then ended up being far more profitable for them, but you know. I don't know why they just haven't done a crossover. Uh, the prince shows up in, mm-hmm. in an Assassin's Creed. Yeah, he's DLC. Huh. And they're doing that with Watch Dogs with uh, Aiden Pierce. So, oh, you know. no. <laughs> I couldn't give a shit about Watch Dogs Legion. And I love Part 2. Mm-hmm. I thought Part 2 was like one of Ubisoft's best games. And then they're telling me they're bringing back fucking Aiden Pierce, not Marcus Holloway? Weird choice. What is going Very on, Ubisoft? How do, why do you double down on wrong? What is up with that? They're releasing like what? Big, big old Assassin's Creed and a big old Watch Dogs this year. And I gotta tell you, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not feeling it this mm. year. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't know. I'm not a big like Ubisoft fan proponent as it is like i play a lot of their published stuff their assassin's creed games are pretty hit or miss for me across the board yeah um but i mean they do have a packed fall they have a packed holiday they're gonna launch with consoles they're gonna launch on stadia so like go back what they're gonna launch on stadia why (laughs) i don't know because it's still a thing (laughs) i guess that contract didn't run out (laughs) no actually they were talking about how they're gonna have like an alpha or beta for like phoenix rising monsters ashes whatever that game's called uh on stadia and it's funny because it already kind of launched on stadia because it was leaked on stadia oh that's right i forgot all about that that was that was a whole thing that happened so i mean hey man keep the dream alive yeah i'm sure google's pleased (laughs) i don't know why they feel like they have to do these showcases to be honest i don't know if it's just because it's such an e3 thing for them that they like had their own ubisoft showcase i just yeah. don't feel like they always have enough to show to do a full thing yeah like I, bethesda. I, I get that yeah bethesda this is yeah. the same boat where you're just like thanks for letting us see another title card this mm-hmm. year thanks bethesda uh, no i don't know i don't feel they need to as well but ubisoft has always i don't know viewed themselves as big for their britches i guess sure. for me i'm just like nah guys you could just kind of just announce a la carte just say hey here's a trailer for the new assassin's creed there you go yeah, i don't know that's fair. why why make a whole fucking event right <laughs> especially since you're not embarrassing yourselves like back in the day that's what that was the real reason to watch an e3 ubisoft showcase mm-hmm. you didn't know what crazy dance number they were going to do for just dance and yeah. you didn't know who was going to say a joke that nobody laughed at and that's my favorite part of those and we don't get that with the showcase because mm-hmm. it's get, all manufactured we don't get live john barenthal anymore no live john barenthal with his bored looking dog, dog. <laughs> <laughs> now i want to talk about something that's actually exciting because yes, i got bored up. i got really bored talking about ubisoft uh number four hyrule warriors hey uh is getting a sequel that is apparently a prequel to breath of the wild the prequel to the sequel oh my god <laughs> now i didn't see this one coming but i am so fucking glad it is coming hyrule warriors age of calamity is a story focused masu game detailing the events of the war that ravaged hyrule 100 years before 
The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the first open world game ever. The game releases November 20th. Cool. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Now, I, I, I think it's unquestionable. The best Zelda game on the Switch is Hyrule Warriors. Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah, undoubtedly. That There's or no Link's Awakening one. Remake. I got. I didn't finish it. I got yeah. bored. I was just like, okay, cool. It, lo- it looks good, yeah. but it's like, it wasn't deep enough at all. I mean, that's what happens when you do kind of a one-for-one remake. Yeah, of, of a, a fucking Game Boy game, yeah, right? It's, it's... Yeah, like, A Link Between Worlds was far better. Mm-hmm. Far better. I want to see that remade. That'd be cool. I mean, it doesn't need to be remade, but it just poured it over, right? Or, or anything. But anyway, this is cool. I think so, too. I, I don't think anybody was expecting it. This is a really good turn for... So it's Koei Tecmo that makes these games. Um, it's a good turn for them because it's not just, like... Typically, their Warriors games are this um, big old crossover event. Like, here's all your favorite characters across the series. There's no real consistent story to this because it's Mm -hmm. an Elseworlds what-if thing. This is positioning itself as very Mm story-focused, which kind of follows suit with Persona 5 Scramble, Mm -hmm. where that game is actually a sequel to Persona 5. Mm -hmm. Not just like, oh, here's every Persona beating up other Persona enemies. So I, I like that kind of graduation for them. Um, where it's like, yeah, let's see if you could pull off, like, a story I give a shit about, you know? Yeah. Could be cool. I mean, I actually, like, really <clears throat> dug the story of Breath of the Wild. Like, that sort of, mm-hmm. you know, post-apocalyptic Zelda where Link had been kind of in cryosleep for a hundred years and the world had kind of fallen to ruin. Um, you get a lot of snapshots of the events of what will be this calamity what is it called again age of calamity the age of calamity you get a lot of snapshots of what will be the story for age of calamity in breath of the wild in terms of like you know the flashback sequences that you collect where you find out you know what happened with zelda and link what happened with um the descendants or what happens actually with the ancestors of the descendants that you find from all the different like clans and it was all super intriguing, but it, uh, the way it was was very, like, pocketed, you know? It wasn't told in a very linear fashion. Mm-hmm. I think this is cool. I am excited to kind of get into it a little more. I like that it isn't, again, like, another... Like, they didn't do another prequel open-world game. They're just like, no, let's do a different style game. That's yeah. really neat. And I like that Nintendo trusted this other company enough to actually have a stake in a lore yeah. arc for Zelda, which they is so They seem to like unique. working with them, right? Yeah. They did Fire Emblem Warriors and... I was actually talking about how I thought it'd be it would be cool if Fire Emblem Warriors got a sequel that was just set during the Three Houses mm-hmm. era. Um, I like this focus approach to those games because, mm-hmm. like, it sometimes like you know you play one of the Dynasty Warriors Gundams and it's like, oh, there's 107 characters and <sighs> it's a lot. 68 of them play exactly the same. <laughs> you know, this one feels like no, you can do something interesting. Make sure the character uh, loadouts feel mm-hmm. distinct from each other. Yeah, I mean, we like, kind of already got like the blueprint for that with Hyrule Warriors, yeah. the first one, because every character actually did feel very unique. Yeah, it was such a good like, oh shit, you guys actually put some love into this, right? Mm-hmm. So. I, I want to see big things. Apparently, mm-hmm. they're going to also, the studio KT is going to announce two more Masu Warriors games. Masu. Cool. Warriors games. You don't like those games? What's up? <laughs> I, I just feel like there's one for everything. Yeah. Is all. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, I've, I've, I don't even actually own a no, Masu you know, game. What are you talking so, about? Like, I'm just looking around. I'm like, I don't even own them. I, I think I had Hyrule Warriors for the 3ds uh, okay i, I oh, like it was, them it was dog shit on the 3ds oh yeah it was pretty bad and then yeah. i played a bunch of it on the switch after i i mean i like those games a lot they're great but like yeah. i just don't have super like high investment or stakes in any of these like separate franchises i, 
I like the Warriors. Game. Yeah. I grew up with Dynasty Warriors. Same. Like I, I love them. I get people like think they're shallow and all this shit, but it's like I, I enjoy them. And I like that they're like, you know, you can just blend them with any license and it mm-hmm. fits. Like I just love that. Oh, oh exactly. I mean yeah. we've talked about it all the time of like we, we have our kind of like I don't know what to call it, but we have our, our, our fantasies of what a cool Maso game could dream be for, for like franchises yeah. we love, you know? Yeah, fucking, I, I hope they announce a Final Fantasy one. I cool. really, really want that. A Final Fantasy one or like a Kingdom Hearts one would be cool. Kingdom Hearts would be cool. It would just make sense. I mean, it would be cool for people. <laughs> and and then um a castlevania one i think would fit really well because mm. there's so many characters so much lore to pull from so many different skeleton based enemies to mm-hmm. fight which is my favorite thing right i just so, wish they would do something a little different and i feel like mm. the, these two newer ones might push the envelope a little bit in terms of like uh scramble and age of calamity because a yeah. lot of it is like okay here's the map you're fighting for like you know king of the hill of zones yeah it's awesome it's but after a while it's all the same thing oh what do you mean it's all the same <laughs> fucking thing like i don't know <laughs> i don't know man it's like video game coke dude i mean not like you know nose coke i mean mouth coke <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're getting yeah yeah exactly. and that first sip is always so good but you're right when you get to the bottom of that coke can it's like mm, this got warm yeah <laughs> that's how masu games go like i don't think you're ever destined to finish one no i don't think i would ever platinum one without like you need like a thousand hours to platinum one of those games it's really stupid but just because that though it doesn't like lessen my excitement at all i am excited for this i'm excited for scramble and then whatever else they could kind of have in their pocket i get a lot of mileage out of this game i'm still playing fire emblem warriors out of nowhere we had a lot of fun with that one yeah that one was a lot of fun and i think it's interesting that that game like the fire emblem titles has like permadeath I don't think that's interesting. It actually makes me very fucking upset. <laughs> I lost a lot of good characters, dog. Martha's dead. Shit. No! I have like three characters. It sucks. I think I lost two of them with you. It oh, sucks man. so bad. No, never bring back that mechanic. <laughs> uh, well, another speaking of Nintendo, my friend, the last thing on here uh, that is news this is going to be the longest episode ever. Um, number five. <laughs> is that Nintendo is re-releasing a collection of classic 3D Mario games Mm. for a very limited time, by the way. We'll get into that. Mario 3D All-Stars celebrates the Round Nose Plumber's 35th anniversary by collecting Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Wahoo! Yay! That's what Peach says. Uh, In one pack for the Nintendo Switch. Better yet, it's coming out next week on September 18th, yo. I mean, it was announced like two weeks ago at this point, but like, you know, we're behind on our news. (laughs) Now, uh, there's a catch, however, my friend. The game will only be available for sale until March 30th, 2021. Now, hey, ah, that sucks, but at least it'll be available digitally after, you might reasonably say to yourself. Well, Nintendo says, no, fucker, you're wrong. Video games are a time and place thing. (laughs) Even the digital version will be yanked because Nintendo is just Nintendo. On that front. Nintendo, don't do that. Nintendo, what the fuck? Like, I get the idea of physical limited exclusivity for sure, but like, what's the point of pulling something from a digital marketplace? To make you buy it now. (sighs) Again, another one of those very naked business moves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my worry, and this might be just like a stupid worry, is like, okay, if I buy it digitally and you pull it from the marketplace, do I lose access to it? Or is it just like for future people who are trying to purchase it future purchases so yeah that's a good question can you re-download it i think you can from whatever like slot that you do that okay that's a good question i don't know for sure 
We need to call Nintendo customer support. We gotta call Doug Bowser. Hey, we, hey Doug. <laughs> we gotta go out to Redmond. We're open for a quote for the save. The save what? <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're a Washington-based uh, video game pod. You don't you don't, you don't know? know about us? You don't what? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I I just think it's one of those things where. It's kind of like how you're talking about PlayStation setting like a higher price point. People are still going to get it, right? Mm -hmm. But people are always going to talk about how they don't like that. So it's like all these people are going to buy this fucking game and in the same turn mention how much they don't like that that business move. And it's such like a weird dissonance of like, well, if you really didn't like it, you wouldn't buy into it, right? But then it's like, but the fucking bargaining chip here is the fact that these games that have never been on the Switch are finally on the Switch. Shit, I want to play Sunshine real fucking bad dude i want to play all of them again especially 64 and galaxy i don't know these companies know what they're doing they know that they can fucking just take uh take a what do you call those things when you need to break into a car when you lock your keys in there a little jimmy oh the little yeah. uh window snake a little window snake they're window snaking our money <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're doing because they know it works they know it works <laughs> Like, I get there's probably some credence to the fact that, like, it's, like you said, like, they're trying to boost sales in a very small window of time to make it look yeah. good for investors. Or it becomes whoever, an event. Or their financial quarters or end of years. Like, I get it. I do. But it's also, like, fuck. Like, you could have just kept it on the digital marketplace. Right. The thing is, like, people are going to buy it in the first six months regardless. I'm going to download it, yeah. Like, people, like, that's a day <laughs> one for a lot of people. It's a week one for a lot of people, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of love for that Mario guy. Uh... And there's a lot of love for those specific games. Oh, yeah. Those are three of, like, the greatest 3D titles. I think people forget that Nintendo are pretty aggressive when it comes to business. They always have been. They started a fucking console war. <laughs> they did. And they tried to step on Sega's neck at every juncture. In fact, to the point, this was in the book Console Wars, that they refused to allocate supply of their Nintendo systems for any retailer that would carry a Sega system. Wow. Now, you could say, oh, that's totally within their right. But at the same time, it's like, wow, you're really telling these stores, you either play with us or you play with no one. That's This is how Jeez. Nintendo's always been. So when you see a move like this, people go like, what do you mean, Nintendo? Yes, I get it. These things are like laced to your childhood, mm-hmm. but it's still motherfucking business with a capital B. And they're going to act like a business first. <laughs> always. They always have. Always. And I, I mean, there's a reason they've been around for a hundred years in whatever format they've been in you know whether it was like as a trading company or a board game trading card company yeah or video game titan you know so like they they know how to stay afloat even when they're you know on the bottom true which is crazy but it's uh what force what is it called force limited ability forced uh we're losing words. No, like that, the smoke is leaking into the house. That idea of like having a limited product and making people buy it within a window to kind of bolster sales. Uh it is artificial shortages, artificial supply and demand. It's artificial something like that. Something. But they're creating an artificial limited availability limited availability because it's not like you know they're running out of fucking diamonds to create the mario no. games <laughs> no they've had those games and the thing is for the most part they're not bringing it to the switch with any new bells and whistles the fucking one mario 64 is probably the one from the 3ds right <laughs> you know? and like you gotta imagine it's not like there's a fucking um a server over in nintendo japan no. that will just like deplete itself when when it's no. too many downloads <laughs> yeah artificial demand that's what it is thank you artificial demand we fucking nailed it 
And then there's some other Mario coming out next year that people seem to love. What, 3D Land again? What, what is it? There's something. There's something. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't pay really attention pay too to ours. Because <laughs> this, like, had my attention hard. Well, actually, it was part of a whole, like, Nintendo Mario showcase. Like, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, there, there's, there's, like, like a, a Battle Royale Mario. There's, like, an AR Mario where you can play Mario Kart in your apartment. Oh, wow. Mario Apartment, they call Shoots it. Shoots my cat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Create your own courses. Whoa. Um, I'm excited for this collection. I'm hyped for it. You know, like, Mario 64, Sunshine galaxy these are all iconic entries for their respective consoles this is kind of a continuity of what they've done in the past they did they did a 2d all-stars back for the wii u which was pretty successful mm-hmm. yeah i'm stoked for it so. which was just a re-release of the all-stars for the snes yes it was it definitely was <laughs> crazy so this is like an actual new all-stars yeah which is pretty cool but uh, yeah, we'll see my one begging plea with with Doug Bowser and and crew and Reggie, if you can hear me, just do this with Zelda next. Give me give me a three D yeah. Zelda collection, please. What's that collection look like, Daniel? Uh, it's gonna look like this, Kevin. It's gonna have Wind Waker HD, not some bogus GameCube port. It's gonna have Twilight Princess oh, HD, and it's gonna have Skyward Sword. Can I get a hell yes? Hell yeah! <laughs> Skyward Sword, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Cat. We woke the cat with that one. Oh, she's stretching. Uh, yeah, I want. I want to see them do this sort of collection with uh with Zelda, especially because Zelda's coming on its thirty five oh, year yes. anniversary pretty soon. Oh yes. So. Oh, she's asleep. Oh, she oh look, she's holding shit. on to me. Aww. Oh, she's That's sweet. sweet. She's a sweet one. Well, Kevin. Yeah. The idea of a, a Zelda three D collection is so far away. Let's just talk about the stuff that's actually in our hands. Let's right. talk about the games that we're playing. Sure, we'll choke on smoke before they give us Skyward Sword without motion controls. You're right. That's that's pretty true, actually. <laughs> well, um, so for once in our weird save room career, we're mostly playing the same games. We are lying. Yes, and what came out? Oh, well, I'll tell you, Daniel. It's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. Fuck yeah, man. Makes me feel like a Superman all over Yo, again. dude. I, I want to goldfinger this game. <laughs> it's real good, man. Oh, it's so good. It's really fucking solid. That is a smooth as butter game. Looks good, feels good. And they did that perfect thing where it wasn't... We're not just going to add good graphics to the original game and mm-hmm. like leave the same shitty engine. No, 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 no. They redid the game, the controls, to make it feel like everything you know about Tony Hawk. From newer games like 3 and 4, mm-hmm. they gave you the revert. They gave you all these things that and weren't in the originals. And underground, yeah, it's the like best literally Tony like Hawk. this amalgamation of all the best control feels, yeah. mechanics, everything in this remake remaster collection. And it is solid, dude. Oh, it so feels good. amazing dropping these fucking combos again. It fucking feels great. I love grinding. The most satisfying video game feedback that you can get is a controller shaking because you're just cutting it up. You're hitting that nose grind 50-50 vert slam <sighs> real good. 50-50 goofy air. Nothing but Christ air, baby. Yes, son. It, it felt really good to pop in from like the, the first second like I, I heard... Uh, Gorilla Radio start playing. They did this fucking cool skate montage of like the old guard with new guard coming in to be like, okay, this is our generation of Tony Hawk. It was just like, I don't know. It felt like all of it was just made with like so much love. And I got like, emotional there. I got, I cried. I was like, I my God. Cried. You know, it was early in the day. Nobody else could see it, but the know. passing of the torch was so good. I mean, it was the whole point of Cars Three. Exactly. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could really feel the the spirit of Mater and Radiator Springs in this game for sure. I'm glad you understand. Yeah. Did a 50-50 nose grind on fucking Mater's trunk. 
<laughs> wow. Um, it's it's good. I don't actually know if it pulls every level from both games. It does. Does it actually? One and two, even Skate Heaven. Okay, I was going to say, because Tony Hawk 2 looked a little scant in terms of like level uh, quantity. No, that's about right. Okay, is there yeah. only like eight or nine levels? Yeah, that's okay. about right. <laughs> yeah, see, see. We, there are PS1 games, right? Mm-hmm. I think part three had like a bunch of levels. Um, that, that is an interesting thing. I, I wonder if they're going to like bring in any levels from the newer games as they well. Might. Like, 3 had some classics. 3 had some bangers. But I gotta tell you, the stuff that's, like, caught in people's memories, mm-hmm. 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. And it's all here, fully fleshed out, even with new bells and whistles. Like, there's moving things in the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, little details, like, you can you can grind on alien dolls yep. in order to unlock an alien in the game that yep. you play as. He's naked and weird and yep. does tricks. Oh, yep. I God. hear that's a whole collectible thing you have to do. There's a lot of, like, secret characters, unlockables, yeah. like the original games had. There's a stat system. There's um, a whole gear money system, mm-hmm. so you can, like, customize your skater, like, however you yep. want. There's a creative skater. There's a creative yeah. park there's like a lot of stuff that feels like it's an overstuffed package yeah. honestly which is like almost perfect yeah it's, it's worth the 40 dollars. oh sure. yeah absolutely. or even if you just kind of like bit down hard on the main content like i think you really do get a bang for your buck on it yeah yeah it's it's brilliant i mm-hmm. like this is that was exactly what it needed to be it's nothing like that shitty fucking hd remake that they made Ooh. a couple years back that that thing was a god awful piece of shit also tony hawk put rough skater 5 another piece of god awful shit i'll never hear the end of how bad that game like i'm so fucking bad how do you get everything wrong <laughs> like that it was crazy but yeah this one's great it kind of knocked me on my ass a little bit at first to be honest because like it's been a really long time since i played a tony hawk game so i had to play the tutorial because i legit forgot how to play uh, and I struggled probably like throughout my first day in terms of like getting my bearings about me or stringing good combos together. Huh. But for you, it's like it never left your body. Yeah, I never had any like, of those issues. You were standing yeah. by me as I was just kind of like grinding out like yeah. um, bonuses and things in a warehouse. And you're like, oh, let me play. And I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. here you go. And you like fucking did like a 75,000 combo <laughs> score in the first run. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I got to tell you, there there is a hard-coded muscle memory for Tony Hawk in me. There, there's a few games that I've played a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. And Tony Hawk is definitely uh, high on that list. If we want to talk about like mileage that I've gotten out of any franchise, mm. I've played Tony Hawk probably more than like Resident Evil games. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I feel like that might have been a true statement for me at some point in terms mm. of like Tony Hawk versus Zelda, but it's been so long. Oh man. Um, oh man. How, okay, how could you drop off? Underground had a whole campaign, brother. That's true. You're trying to make it big, go from shitty ass Jersey piece of shit city and become an actual goddamn skate legend it's because i played a lot of that on like my uncle's console and i did not own underground at any oh, point so i played it in bits and pieces shame. whereas like Thug. tony hawk one and tony hawk two like tony hawk one i played so much of on the n64 uh, which is why i think like weird. this one knocked me on my ass for a little bit because i was like i don't remember the playstation controls at all yeah that like, mm. i don't remember how to play it on that control i just remember the fucking c stick i remember like, oh god oh yeah i remember all a, those controls uh, what a suboptimal way to play yeah you needed a controller pack for yep. tony hawk on the fucking uh <laughs> n64 or else it wouldn't save your progress shit sucked it's a uh, it's a really really great remake package uh the new music old music combined together is really good, good because they didn't get all the new songs for sure I, I think a lot of that's due to licensing but the new stuff that they added feels like really in place hmm. um and it's just really fun to kind of jam along to while you're just either you know searching for like those little park achievements or trying to get a high combo the only thing that i really don't love i think the currency system's kind of broken and dumb hmm. um we'll talk about, about a worse currency system at the end of this episode <laughs> but like i just don't What's better understand than one nine <laughs> why i only earn five dollars per 
like great thing that I do, and I'm just like I feel like I'm not really earning anything. I gotta tell you, being a skater is not that lucrative. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, true. Yeah, because everything's on YouTube these days, so you can't uh, you can't sell skate videos yeah. anymore. So it's it's tough. That's true. I, I guess it's all about the grind. Really, you have to really you have to earn that money. Yeah, man. Some of it feels manual. Some people revert and have to get a day job. <laughs> <laughs> Never give up on your half pipe. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't make your dreams a half pipe dream. Yeah, dude. I, I can't wait to play. Like, that's one of those games where I'm going to, like, return to whenever I got an itch for it. Because this is, like, the perfect modern version to go back to in spurts or just spend a whole day playing. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, I, I think it's, like, the perfect pick up and play any day sort of game. Uh, it's got online play. It has split screen that we kind of messed around with a little bit. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. You know, whenever I need kind of a, a decompression from a, a harder game session, I'm just like, I'm just going to play for 30 minutes and just kind of do what I can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Although sometimes like trying to keep those combos up gets a little like, oh, oh my blood pressure gets oh, yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. But it's good shit. It's good shit. I want to play way more of it. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about another thing that's pretty cool that we've been playing together. We played it actually forever ago but i finally got my limited run edition of it in the mail how many months after its initial release i ordered it in april maybe late may or wow sorry late march early april um it was like a sega genesis cover with a steelbook for streets of rage 4 yeah yeah and they're like okay we can't guarantee it's gonna ship during this window due to like manufacturing from china and covid all the stuff makes sense i legit didn't think i was getting this till next year and then like yeah me neither one day i checked my email and it's like oh your package arrived i'm like oh cool pretty neat we played it when it came out back in i don't remember when it was at this point it might have been april actually because it seemed like before covid yeah you got no it was during covid Oh, sure. really? Yeah. This game caused COVID, huh? This game caused COVID. Jesus Christ. Well, so you're on the streets. You're beating people up. You're getting really close to people. You're doing suplexes in the streets. There's this article that IGN put out where they, they find it very interesting that Streets of Rage games always accompany an American protest or social movement of some sort. So oh. BLM for this game. But the original came out during the Rodney King protests. Oh. And it's like, like there is messaging about like raging in the streets yeah. against the fucking forces that are like you know uh stepping on the impoverished like the system, beating up the police yeah. taking down syndicates all oh that. you beat up so many cops in this game i gotta tell you that's fucking grade a <laughs> this is this gets the a cab gold standard of beating up cops <laughs> You beat the shit out of cops. You go to a fucking one. police department and beat up a commissioner. You go to their home <laughs> and beat them up. It's and a jump kicks on them. It's a great, great fucking time. We had fun mm. with it when it first came out. The campaign's pretty short, although I would say longer than other games in in the series. Um, it, yeah, it sits around like two to three hours, depending on how you play it. A lot of variety of characters. Like you get the four that kind of unlock at the beginning. Who is it? It's Axel, you get Blaze, you get Cherry, who's a new character, and you get Floyd. Adam? And Adam, yeah. Yeah. Adam. You get Adam later. Who's you got, Floyd? Floyd is the dude with the big metal arms. He's, oh! he's like Walmart Jack. He's like Jack. Yeah, Walmart Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, I'm having a blast with it. It's uh, It scratches that beat em up urge I have pretty often. The combat system's really well done. Yeah. Like, really, really done. Feels better than any Streets of Rage, by the way. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you can do kind of these... It does this system of, like, the characters flop around enough for you to do, like, accidental combos where you're just, like, juggling characters that slam against a wall. Yeah. And if you happen to be punching, you're doing crazy shit. And some of the combat gets, like, I won't say intricate, but you can do, you take advantage of the fact that it's an old school beat-em-up. So it's, like, if someone's below you, mm-hmm. if you hold on the down, you'll do a grab on them. Mm-hmm. And then you can do, like, a big punish yeah. for that shit. It's so good. Or the idea of, like, having your team, like, your co-op teammate holding an enemy in place and you're just wailing on them. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's It was made with so much love, and it feels like such a great continuation of, of the series. I don't really care about the new antagonists, like the Y-Twins, who are supposed to be, like, Mr. Yeah. X's children. I don't really give a shit about all that, but, like, I do like that it... There's it, no story to give a shit about there. No, really, yeah. I mean, they do a good job at least calling back to a lot of set pieces and characters that you encounter. Mm-hmm. Rue is in it as a bartender. I wish we could play as that. I want to play as Rue. I want to play as that fucking kangaroo, kangaroo. so bad. But, yeah, it's, it's a blast. It has a Bosch for us. Bosch... Wow, I can't. I can never say that right. Bossy rush. It has a boss rush mode, arcade mode, bunch of difficulties. So yeah, we're we're probably gonna keep going hard on that here and there. Yeah, um, I, I was getting pretty buck nasty with Cherry. Is she your favorite? She's my favorite character yeah. to play as. She's yeah. cool. She's yeah. really cool. It's I like that. It's just like the lineage of Streets of Rage with that because that's like Adam's daughter, and that I guess that would be what's his name? Blades, <laughs> the skater kid. I forget his name actually. Blade? I yeah. thought it was Blade. Yeah, I think it actually is Blade. That that would be his, like, niece. So it's, like, they're very similar in that they have, like, very kind of off-style fight styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, she fucking wails with a guitar with her special. Oh, music. yeah, her guitar is so yeah, fucking awesome. So God, good. what a good game. Yeah. I think the music's pretty good in that one, too. I know, what, Jeff Gerstmann was complaining. He's like, I don't know who they made this music for. And I was like, well, not you is the answer. Uh, I, I think there's some cool cool jams in that yeah like i I keep on stopping myself and going like oh wow that's really good actually well it had some of the original composers on it too so it's definitely like Mm. it has the dna of it it's not just like some fan making like just kind of wonky synth wave soundtracks like it feels very inspired like there's some callback tunes here and there and some of the new stuff it's like yeah it's a little weird like there's like a weird dub urban step song but like nah, that's great but it works <laughs> and if you don't like that you can flip the soundtrack there's like a retro style soundtrack is too. it the actual original soundtrack it's yeah it, but it's kind of scattershot uh... it's not like level for level it's like medleys across the games basically oh, that's fair but yeah that's streets of rage it's, it's streets of yeah, rage like, like i recommend if you like beat-em-ups this is a perfect beat-em-up exactly like that's what it comes down to if you like side scrolling beat-em-ups this one kicks ass yeah. now i think you were talking about like don't expect something like river city girls there's no like intricate rpg mm-hmm. stat system or anything or even the ability to unlock moves this is very much a classic arcade beat-em-up yeah. but there is replayability to it um yeah unlocking new characters is really cool yeah there's like a point that. system where like if you hit x amount of points you unlock a new character usually yeah and there's i think like 16 characters in a whole like you, uh, granted a lot of them are like retro skins for characters like you get streets of rage one skins for you know axel blaze adam max so like you, you get older skins and like they play like they used to which is pretty cool yeah um but yeah high replay value a lot of fun and then if like you're a sadistic motherfucker or sorry, if you're a masochist, rather, you'll play it on insane mode. So, yeah, that's all I really got to say on that. Um, yeah, I guess to, to to lean into some other sort of masochism, you've been playing Deadly Premonition. Oh, still. yeah, that game uh, <laughs> fucking sucks. Um, it is awful. It like, is awful. Like I don't know who got bribed to like publish that one. Not once, but three different fucking times. Um, yeah, it's a very ugly game. It has some of the worst writing, the worst sound mixing, the worst gameplay. Uh, it's oddly, it has an open world element where you have to drive between things. It's got a, it's got a one for one time mechanic, like real minutes pass by. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. You have to smoke cigarettes the past time, by the way. (sighs) Okay. Cause that's a mechanic that makes sense. (laughs) Hours fly by whenever I light up. (laughs) <laughs> it's fuck everything is bewildering about they could have used that in majora's mask actually <laughs> like just fucking smoking up. links out there in termina fucking smoking a black and mild to move time ahead 
that would be that would be really chill actually um no but it is funny it at least makes me laugh and people seem to enjoy me streaming it yeah Um, i encourage it a lot you're like should i play it tonight and i'm like yeah because it's stupid fun to watch even though it probably sucks to play it's not fun they have these combat levels that are bewildering it's like um they put the combat there but for some reason they decided that they they hated their own combat so much that they gave you unlimited ammo for your pistol so they're like, yeah, just shoot at these weird ghost things that are... Did- Every ghost says the same thing when you shoot it, by the way. I don't want to die. <laughs> and you just hear that over and over. I, every time that I stream, somebody says, was this really a 360 game? Because it looks like a PS2 game. Mm. <laughs> it looks so gar- garbage bad. And I got to tell you, there's people out there that actually think that this game is brilliant. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot All of people think that. Like, fans. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I got to tell you, my limited experience of Sweary's work with this game tells me that this man should not be near video games mm-hmm. at all. I don't think he's capable of any good at all <laughs> I, I hey i'm willing to be wrong if you show me a game that's actually like here silver cases decent or something like mm-hmm. that sure but this tells me that this man does not get the job <laughs> yeah he doesn't have a very impressive walking resume at this point no <laughs> like i don't hate the game it's just fucking bonkers bad like it's obviously bonkers bad but i think it's like it is the video game equivalent to tommy Wiseau's the room yeah that's yeah what it is honestly that's the feel i get from it every time i watch you play it yep and i think that's why people love it it's if if tommy wiseau directed all of twin peaks yes like it's totally inconsistent the acting it's like people know they're acting but it's like they they also don't know they're acting like it's just really bad and all over the place the music interrupts (laughs) the the game with this whistling fucking (laughs) theme at every worst possible juncture I love like, it. Though. I'm looking at a woman getting like fucking choked out by a Final Destination like wire rigging yeah. thing, and <laughs> like whatever yeah. fucking starts, and it's just like, and then it drowns out the vocals. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the characters are saying, but it sounds terrible. I like the whistling theme because it's actually the only thing that grounds me in reality mm-hmm. when I watch you play. Like it lets me know <laughs> that I'm rooted in some sort of game in reality where I'm like, okay, we're we're probably in a cafe yeah. or something, and all of it's crazy because you're you're playing as quite possibly the worst video game protagonist in all of history even worse than ethan mars ethan mars is a well-rounded character in he comparison. lost both of his sons <laughs> i still like him 10 times more than I, I, francis york morgan i guess he does try to redeem himself a bunch like holy <laughs> shit he is what's awful. bad about him what's bad about yeah. him well one his conversations with people instantly tell me that he is a murderer that eats toenails <laughs> that's who he is he, he's fucking like not of this reality the things that he says to people his his sense of humor these weird monologues that he goes on about famous blockbusters from the 70s and 80s yeah what is the weird like i don't know is zach this, is a, it zach is it a split personality that he has or we like... don't know yet <laughs> he, he he constantly refers to this other entity called zach and we're not sure if it's supposed to be the audience playing the game mm-hmm. if he's schizophrenic or if there's an actual zach <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't want to just start whistling. <laughs> I don't understand. And I gotta tell you, like, I get people enjoy me playing it, but like, holy shit. I imagine shit. Your, your patience is wearing very thin. The last time I played it, I got like real fucking bored. I was like, I, I think I've seen every trick this game has already. 
every trick. You quit pretty early. Like, usually you would be streaming until, like, midnight. I can't play that for more than two hours. <laughs> I think you stopped at, like, ten I can't fucking dot. play Deadly Premonition for more than two hours. It's fucking god-awful. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It does. It, it is devoid of charm. But you're gonna finish it, though, right? Um, one day, one I day. guess. I yeah. gotta finish the fucking fight. <laughs> I gotta finish it, right? Mm. Whenever, like, I, I'm out of ideas for Survival Horror Sanctuary, my Friday stream-a-thon of horror games... I'll go back to Deadly Premonition when there's n- literally nothing else yeah. to play. But I don't know if I can go back next week. That's I don't fair. know. That's I, fair. I can't. I gotta put it down. I yeah, put for it down. your it sanity, or else you're gonna start talking to your own yeah. Zach about what 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 movie was it that he was talking to him He's, about. Well, apparently he he made the controversial statement that Superman one and two are better films than Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is this non conversation? I don't care either way. <laughs> Why would they even be controversial? Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's, it's almost like a Japanese man's interpretation of what American conversation would Very be. Much so. yeah. Very much so. Very much so. You can tell that Sweary is a uh, Western pop culture obsessed mm-hmm. guy in much the same way that Hideo Kojima yeah, is. But he doesn't have an ounce of creativity <laughs> in his <Wow>. body <laughs> like Hideo might have. Mm-hmm. And so, but it doesn't, I still respect him, man. Because he still made this, even though it was a bad idea, even though it is a bad game, he did it. And that's more than I can say about a lot of things in my life. Mm-hmm. He finished it. Yeah, we haven't finished much in our life. Right. But still, I'm never going to play part two. You have to fucking hold a gun to my head for me to fucking play part two. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's my review. Deadly premonition. Gotta love it. I don't even know the fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like kind of an off-brand, like, Super Mario World theme. <laughs> yeah, it does. It sounds like Mario music coming in. Now, you have returned to a title that you were feeling kind of humdrum about, which shocked me, because it's one of my favorite games of this year. Ghost of Shishima, the Sony classic. The new Sony classic. I don't know that it was so much, like, humdrum about it. You, def- you definitely disengage with it pretty hard yeah i think it's just because of like other stuff that i was playing at the time like i was doing a replay of bloodborne and then dark souls 3 and then the dlc for dark souls but there's something about it that bucked you off because like literally everyone that played it like finished it like the moment that they touched it (laughs) yeah when did it come out like june or july like mid-june or mid-july and people like beat it and platinumed it within the week and i played it pretty i did play it pretty heavily i think my issue is like with most open world games i have to see everything that's going on i have to hit corner every corner of the map i have to like fill out every little check yeah. mark do all the little things awesome and i get overwhelmed and fatigued by that stuff very oh. quickly like open world is not my favorite genre but i would definitely say that this is like one of my favorite if not my favorite open world game because it condenses a lot of those open world concepts concepts it makes them all very approachable very video gamey very snappy and like the ease of play of it for it is just amazing like it it's a great game it plays exceptionally well um i think my my heaviest criticisms in the beginning were like the combat lacked a certain crunch uh and compared to other games i was playing at the same time bloodborne dark souls, dark souls love it. yeah it's not gonna get obviously like yeah. it has way a different, different crunch you know combat feel to it different mouth feel um i didn't think the combat was super deep i still don't think it's super deep but i think it's a lot of fun man i like the combat a lot no i think i think it's a lot of fun i just don't think it's like nearly as deep as everybody raves about it to be um but i think like there's 
there's still cool stylistic approaches with all the stances playing it as a ghost like kind of stealth assassin or a samurai like i think the variance of play there is very high and very cool. i don't know it's some of my favorite sword combat in gaming to be honest with you I, I, i'm hard pressed to think of another game that isn't a bloodborne or dark souls that does sword combat really well mm. like that's my thing right like if you're not thinking about like because i think it's it's way better than neo i think neo's combat kind of sucks <laughs> Oh, that's a hard one for me because yeah. I actually really like Neo's combat. A I don't, lot. and I think Neo's combat is particularly like, interesting because you have different weapons that feed into different play styles. Right, but it does like the different stance thing mm-hmm. poorly. This game does it really well. I, I think it's the way it's mapped, and it's like it doesn't actually obsess with like here's a high, mid, and low stance. It's like no, here's your stone, water, wind, whatever stance. And you yeah. just attack different enemies based Which off. Which is of really it. cool. Yeah, I like that because um, yeah. it, it feels like it takes the concept of like some of the Batman games used to do that, where it's mm-hmm. like you need to fight or like use different moves against like a shielded enemy versus a non one. Yeah, this one like kind of takes that and makes it makes sense for swordplay, which is mm-hmm. really cool. I, I don't know. I love Shishiba. I I think it's a lot of fun. I think like some of the combat that kind of like throws me off is like I don't always love like the combat field with the camera. Like I think some of the most interesting combat scenarios are the one-on-one duels because mm-hmm. uh, they're very like unique arenas and like they do play more like one-on-one one-on-one sword fights. Whereas like some of the more sprawling moments sometimes get a little sloppy and haphazard uh, in terms of like just where the camera goes. They might have fixed it a little bit because some of it feels a little like more seamless now, hmm. but I don't imagine it's like a vast improvement because I didn't, I didn't notice a major update that had happened. Yeah. But yeah, I went back to it because like there was a lull in between uh, my Cuphead Platinum and then Avengers coming out. And I was like, I need to go back to this. I need to see if I can beat it before Avengers. Spoilers. I didn't beat it before Avengers. I'm still not done with it. I <laughs> still have like actually I'm in the last stretch of like one or two missions before the end of the game yeah so like i'm in act three i'm at the very end like kill the con is the mission that is like beckoning me i wonder Um, what you do in that one probably kill the con what (laughs) but it's it's great it's definitely like top on my list for game of the year this year like it's Mm -hmm. phenomenal it's such a cool achievement to see sucker punch have kind of pulled this together and have it not be like this weird facsimile of like a samurai game you know a lot of it feels actually like honorable to the lineage of the time and like it yeah it feels really kind of honest for like a a western studio to have made this game so i i like it a lot um Mm -hmm. and i'm glad i went back to it um i actually didn't have that hard of a time jumping back into it either it was a, a very natural game to get back into yeah, yeah, yeah. I always run into that problem with open world games, especially mm-hmm. where it's just like, fuck, I don't remember like a lot of the mechanics yes. or what to do. That one feels like it might be a little easier to get back into, but we'll see when the DLC comes out. I was going to say. I'm going to see how good I am and be like, ah, oh, shit. As long as I remember the stances, I think I'll be okay. The stances were actually like the easiest thing to remember. I did definitely forget how to, def- how to deflect uh, in the yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was accidentally like pulling up like my bow and arrow and like my bombs. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what am I doing? Because <laughs> a lot of it's mapped to like the triggers and the bumpers. Yeah, I think um, that's the one thing that I really like in the game is the parrying system. Like mm-hmm. I really, really like how it feels. Like it feels fucking great. Uh, Especially that, too, because like a lot of it's contingent on like your health. So it's like mm-hmm. you have to actually be successful with the fluidity of the parries to stay alive in combat yeah because you can die quick in that game yeah i like that it it does it doesn't let you just take a bunch of damage even Mm -hmm. with like new armor and shit you can die quick Mm -hmm. so i'm excited for you to get to the end because i think um the ending of the story goes from being like okay to phenomenal 
Okay. Yeah. That was my second critique with the game outside of like the combat of it was I didn't think the story was anything remarkable. I think the world building is pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some of the character, like supporting characters, like their arcs are really fascinating. I just didn't feel super compelled by all of Jin's story. Right. But as he becomes kind of interwoven with these characters and it's not always about his legacy and like you see the stakes of like other characters in that world along him like get jeopardized like wow this is fascinating fascinating like the end of like act two is crazy good and then the way it rolls over to the act three where you're like kind of in exile and you're trying to like kind of like come up with this last plan to take on the con it's like it's really cool and i'm ex- i'm actually super stoked to see like how they finish it all yeah um, yeah 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 because it's i don't know it's, it's an achievement for sure for it sure. is that's a great game i can't wait i want more shishimas i want i want different ghosts maybe i don't yeah. know give me well, i forget what the the multiplayer mode is called uh, Legends. Legends. Legends is going to be four-player co-op, and you have different character classes, like Ronin versus whatever else could happen. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Fight Oni, you fight Dark Spirits. Yeah, yeah, that looks super, super cool. That's coming out, like, November. Yeah. God damn. That's so soon. Yeah, it would be a good time for them to be like, hey, there's a PS5 upgrade, too, for the game. Exactly. It'd be a very good time for that. But yeah, I'm excited for you to finish that. Yeah. I want to see what you think. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about it that hasn't been said across, like, two or three episodes at this point. Um, you can you, you got a horse. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Major spoilers here, but they fucking killed my horse. Yeah, they did. At the end of Act 2, I was so devastated. Yeah, he's fucking dead. What'd oh, my God. Him? They did the... What, what's his name from The Last of Us? Shimmer? Where they kill Shimmer with a fucking yeah. landmine? They did, like, a similar thing with my fucking yeah. horse, Kage. That's why I love Sony games. They kill the horse. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Fucking love it. It was great. It was so devastating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, was, and then they give me another horse, like, towards the end of the game, where it's like, okay, you, you get to rename this one. Yeah, I got a dirtier horse. Yeah, I, 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 got this, horse. I got the same, like, black horse, but I, I forget what I named it. I don't remember. Kaze, I think. I named my first one Sora. Sora. And then he got murdered. Sora the horse. Fucking had a lot of arrows through his body. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even do it this time. Too. No. That <laughs> yeah. Was a different horse. Yeah. You're kind of nor- known as yeah. the, uh, the, the horse face killer. <laughs> the horse slayer. Twitch.tv. <laughs> that was an accident. He stuck his stupid sure. head in front of me when I was doing a <laughs> sure. slow motion thing. I didn't know a horse could be that fast. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, Let's get into the meat and potatoes, dude. Yeah. I want to discuss Marvel's Avengers. Hell yeah, let's talk about it. By Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. We played a bunch of the beta, uh, what was it, two, three weeks ago. We did. The The main game's better than the beta. I would definitely say yes. The beta was a very uh, roughshod kind, oh, of, kind of mess. A weird vertical slice of the entire experience. Yeah, it, it was like the wrong things to show of every part of the game. Which is really interesting how they went that way. Yeah, but like, I'd agree. The main game is actually very good. The campaign, I would say, has a pretty phenomenal story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's short and sweet, which may be disappointing for a lot of people that wanted like more of that. Sure. Because like, you could walk into Avengers and be like, I don't like the live service shit and the multiplayer stuff. But it's like 10% of the game is the campaign and the rest is going to be that stuff. Yeah, so kind of strap yeah. in for that. Yeah, just uh, be prepared methodology. for that. But it's still like a healthy campaign. It's like eight to ten hours, depending on you know what you do. And I love. Well, actually, well, one one big criticism that everyone has is that they leaned into the marketing and hid the fact that Miss Marvel is the emotional center of the Avengers of the story, which actually probably would have been like a really smart thing to lean into. Yes, 
And they didn't. They dropped the ball on that because it's actually one of the best parts of the game is the fact that Kamala Khan is fantastic in the game and is the reason the Avengers get back together. Unless they were like maybe trying to hide that fact that maybe the, the Avengers were split, right? Like why else would we be playing as a different character and not the main Avengers? So like right. if it was marketing because it was like definitely a big story reveal thing, I get that. But I don't know. Like she's the emotional gravity and center of like 90% of that campaign. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that, but like it ends up being that way where it's an interesting framing for the story because the Avengers are disassembled. They're gone. A big, horrible event took the lives of a lot of people in, in um, San Francisco and the Avengers were blamed for it. Mm -hmm. So they're no more. So it's one, I like stories like that where Heroes come back to a world that needs heroes. I love those kinds of stories. And I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with this shitty year. Like we're all kind of looking for that hope again. So there's a little bit of catharsis in this story, I think, where it's like things are pretty bad in that Avengers world, by the way. This entire conglomeration, uh, AIM, took over everything and and has positioned themselves as the good guys, despite the fact that they have monitoring technology in every major city and fucking walking police bots and they're using a lot of stark's technology too to like make this shit happen yes that they Uh, stole because they bought out stark industries (laughs) yep goodness and then not to mention the fact that like on a day this big uh, catastrophe happened with the terrigen mist a lot of people became infected and and are now what are considered inhumans Yes. Um, with, with special powers. Yes, it, it awakens their latent abilities. Most of them throw fire out of their hands. Yeah. Some of them teleport. <laughs> some of them also teleport. And some of them get big. <laughs> they can get real big. <laughs> um, so it's it's a cool framing for the story. And I think um, individually, especially from the beta, where like we were just hearing the quippy, you know, like uh, Iron Man played by Nolan North, which I still think is a bad casting decision and hearing them just say i missed my unibeam ah nap time it's like it doesn't give you a good sense of like how well that cast plays together Mm -hmm. uh especially in the main story it's really cool seeing camilla interact with bruce banner played by troy baker who is the bruce banner or sorry bruce banner like he is the hulk holy shit he's good it's actually really amazing and like Bruce Banner is a very complicated character already and mm. Troy Baker does such a good job at like lending like his expertise into the nuances of like Bruce's emotions, his struggle, all this stuff. Right. Uh he, he's riveting to watch and like I him and Kamala have most of the heart to heart conversations in the game mm-hmm. and it's just it's great to watch like their relationship blossom as she like becomes an avenger and kind of like holds her own. Yeah. The the voice acting actually like I in the beta, I was not super impressed by it. Mm. I, it was very inconsistent, but for the most part, I actually really like the voice acting across the board. Even um, Nolan North as Tony Stark, I, it actually grew on me. He has really like, good scenes. When he's not quipping and he's actually being Tony, like the sort of Tony who's kind of actually like exiled himself and like given up on like, you know, the dream of it all and is just right. kind of like making hot dogs in his Winnebago. Like, <laughs> you know, like he's a grounded Tony. He's. He's shook by what happened. He's sad and torn by the fact that the Avengers are apart and, you know, uh, regarding Cap's death even. So, like, you get a a very inspired performance from him. Uh, All of them. Even Thor, when I was like, oh, he's going to be like this kind of Walmart Chris Hemsworth, but, like, he makes it work. Yeah. I don't don't know. That was kind of the worry about a lot of these characters, about the game as a whole, with with the MCU, that they were all going to be, like, kind of pale imitations of, like, these characters that we've grown to love on the screen for the last 10 years. But I think they do a good job at actually representing them all, like, 
in an inspired and new and uni- unique way. Um, yeah, actually, it makes me wish that they, especially with the art style for the game, that they leaned away from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because you could tell they're, they're trying to ape certain parts of it to yeah. sell it. Because this is a unique story that is the Square Enix Marvel Universe. Yeah. And it's interesting, and it's got a great emotional beats. Like, every character is dealing with the loss of Captain America in some strange way mm-hmm. that makes them sets them on totally different paths and watch them like form together again it's actually really thrilling it's really good like it's just like holy shit the avengers are back and it means something you know it's just played off really really well done i think um i wish there was more of the single player campaign because like i know you lose some of that the heavier story moments and the things that make it work throughout the what is called the avengers initiative which Mm -hmm. is the multiplayer uh segment of the entire game yeah, which is the, well, the live service shit that people want to lambast immediately. But I gotta tell you, you know what you're signing up for when you fucking pick up Marvel's Avengers knowing that it's a live service game. It's, that is the through line after. The end game is going to be the game. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's, um, it's an interesting experience because it is like a weird split brain mentality. It is two games kind of in the skin of one. Because like the, the single player story, if you mainline the story beats... It's up there. It's a very, like, great AAA story. It, mm-hmm. It's up there with Insomniac Spider-Man for me in a lot of beats where I'm like, oh, you're telling really great comic book stories in a, in a video game format. Like, that whole crutch of, like you said, like, you know, having to reassemble uh, the Avengers is really fascinating to watch. The fact that you get, like, really earned emotional beats with each of them is really amazing. But then it's just, like, there's that shift where, like, you're doing the sort of games of service stuff like within it and then it's just like and then that's all it is at a point you're Mm -hmm. like oh okay yeah so like it's i think it's for the people who are in it for all like really great avengers game good story that's there but there's way more there that you're like not ready to bite into yet Mm -hmm. i like i don't think that's going to be like immediately apparent or there for everybody and then on the flip side, for people who are really into games of service, like I think it might be lacking for some of those people too. Yeah, because it's it's definitely a year one live service game. It yeah. is missing a lot of things that m- are going to make it come together. And I hope it does come together in the same way that like, you know, Division had a turnaround. Destiny had a turnaround. Destiny wasn't great when it first came out. Mm-hmm. It was kind of shallow, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, Destiny 1, for sure. But just like uh, Destiny, Avengers uses a great foundation there's a great foundation here the gameplay is solid (laughs) don't get me wrong it's buggy as fuck Mm -hmm. and it's not well balanced in a lot of areas but that combat is fucking uh uppercut it is great it is deceptively deep Uh, it's one of those things that like (laughs) the 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 beta did not let on at all that like there would be like 50 plus skill points that you could put into each character there's like three separate leveling trees it's incredible like how much is going on with the combat and that's probably like one of the greatest parts about it like that it's just so much fun to play yeah and the thing (laughs) is it sounds like that may be overwhelming having three different leveling trees but the thing Uh, is the game carries you to the right points where it only lets you focus on like the first tree about like here's what your character does Mm -hmm. you're unlocking abilities and then it goes down to now you're locking uh, customizations for those abilities like if if like for instance if you're black widow Mm -hmm. and you, you have this power move where you throw grenades well you can change it to be it's a stun grenade or it's an electric grenade or or a fire grenade it's like interesting you can do these different things that give you different stuff like um like you do takedowns in the game 
takedowns, my favorite thing in any beat em up, by mm-hmm. the way. Your takedowns at a certain point you can unlock, hey, I want to get a health pack every time I do a takedown. Mm-hmm. So on high level play, when I'm fucking dying, I need to get the stun meter on my en- enemies up to get a takedown that'll make me continue living. And it's like, oh shit, there's a complexity here that is not readily apparent. Mm-hmm. And it's more interesting than the fucking gear system. Oh my god. Yeah, I I was blown away by all of that. And I didn't even realize there were two separate skill trees. Like I thought there was just the one and then I was watching you play and you popped over to a middle menu and I'm like what is that what (laughs) i was like this is the avengers um and you're right like there's so much complexity you really can kind of create your own avengers play style based off of like the things you like you know the fact that tony can have a laser or his like you know his photo beams or you know rockets or like there's just so much you know variance in play and it's very very cool to see i think i was i was super like critical of that at first because i'm like oh it doesn't play anything like arkham and i'm like now i'm just like oh no it's as deep as arkham in a lot of ways like it's really deep it's not just stupid mindless button mashing Mm -hmm. like there is consideration with like how you string your attacks how you use your intrinsic abilities how you use your special uh, yeah, like kind of your ultimate move and your heroic abilities, yeah. how they service the rest of the team. Yeah. It's like if I use my Thor like lightning thing, does it give my my friends a buff, or should I focus on giving myself a buff? It's like mm-hmm. you can tailor your Avenger to your playstyle, mm-hmm. which is just like, wait, what? This is a beat 'em up, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know. My thing is, and uh, we didn't even throw this at the beginning. Like, this is kind of like our full spoiler cast review. Whatever, I don't give a shit at this point yeah, so, so if no, i say no, anything spoiler nobody gets past an hour and a half. like you're just gonna have to digest it <laughs> the the main story like you know beat to beat is is really great i definitely don't think they do a good job at actually like leveling your characters significantly at any point because hmm. like you get maybe one or two story missions with most of the avengers uh but like by the end of the main story you're probably like level well, okay, this is a hard thing to explain because you have a character level and then you and have a power, a, level. a power slash gear level. So most of your characters by the end of that are probably character level like five. Uh-huh. And then the game expects you to push like character level 50. But the way you have to do that is not like playing the main story. It's literally like grinding on, you know, multiplayer side quest or repeatable dailies or all yeah, like the, the games the and services. The tough stuff. part is that the main story has no real big impact no. on what you're actually going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, forever now, because <laughs> this is the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, they're never going to add more to, like, the campaign story. They might add more campaigns, but it's going to be from the framing of the live service multiplayer aspects, which they've yeah. already stated, yes, that's what it's like, going to be. I think you definitely get to a point at the end of the the story where, you know, you've taken down uh, Modoc, you've taken down Monica Bellucci or whatever the fuck her name is. Oh, that's right. Uh, and her, her Cree minions. <laughs> Rigoli. <laughs> Ram, Ram Fuku. <laughs> yeah. Monica Puccini. And it, and it opens up to where it's like Maria Hill and S.H.I.E.L.D. And you're like, okay, cool. Well, the Avengers are together now and we got to keep fighting that evil. We got to, you know, we got to stop AIM. They're weird insurgent groups. We have to stop Taskmaster and Abomination. We have to stop whatever cosmic evils might be out there. So the campaigns are open to tack on in the end. Like, you know, when they add like Kate Bishop, when they add Hawkeye, when they add all these other characters, Mm -hmm. like I can see them still doing pocket like single player narratives on top of that. Uh, but they're going to be like what the the individual character missions are, exactly. which aren't like they're not baked into the story campaign. They they can be taken on whenever, but they just have like a couple of cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Maybe Maria going, "Aim is on the loose," 
yeah. go delusum. It's like, all right, <laughs> like that's what it is. I right? Love it. I I do want more than that. So here, so at a high level, here's what really works for me. The combat really works. Mm-hmm. I actually do enjoy the leveling systems. Um, I like increasing in power. I like how each character feels great. There isn't a character where I'm like, I don't really like playing as this Avenger. No, I love playing as every single fucking Avenger. Because they have like this kind of design language between each other where it's not like you're thrown into the wet. Like, it's not like I'm going to pick up Black Widow and suddenly I'm playing a third person shooter. No, there's a consistent design language between these characters. You know what you're doing. Yeah. I right? mean, for the most part, every character has like a ranged attack. They all have like a L2, R2 attack. Like, right. So like there's a skeleton for each of them, but they all play vastly different right that's the thing like they're they're consistent and then interesting unto themselves they do different power attacks that you're like what like miss marvel when she can grab an enemy from afar mm-hmm. and then fucking crush him with her giant hands that's pretty good that's cool <laughs> this game does a great job of making you feel cool and being an avenger the worst thing that they could have ever done is what other games I think would have done, which is like, oh, we don't know how to make all these Avengers work. So what if they're in the game, but you play as a new Avenger? Fuck that shit. That shit would have been weak as shit. That like, create a character Avenger yeah, bullshit. Nah, 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 nah. We want to be Iron Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit like that. And I think like if that was their designer or or our principal goal for the making this they achieved it yes like every drop in for each new avenger as you tag them into the campaign you fucking feel like that character in yeah. full i feel like kamala growing into her powers i feel like bruce banner becoming the whole when you meet tony and he's like going back to his mansion and putting together a suit kind of like piece by piece oh that was one of the around. coolest set pieces well like you know tony stark iconic music plays i'm like i feel like iron man this is great it's just all there they nailed it they nailed the essence of like what it felt like to be these characters right and i was super skeptical about that now <laughs> here's what doesn't work for me and yeah. here's what i hope they really really improve over time so the gear system is one thing where it's just like so there's these little intricate stats involved with each piece piece of gear, and you get four different pieces of gear, not including the other, like, uh, there's these weird Power Stone buffs that you get. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need to get into that as much. But so you get gear like, hey, say, for instance, you're playing as Captain America, uh, you'll have, like, you know, gauntlets that make you stronger. Mm-hmm. You don't see this gear, by the way. It, it, there, there's no cosmetic benefit to this, mm-hmm. these different pieces of gear that were individually designed, which I think is kind of crazy but i understand because you don't want a clownish looking hulk like running around some people would mm-hmm. but marvel would look and be like what the fuck everyone's making fucking kafka from final fantasy up in this shit it's <laughs> yeah. weird i think that was the thing where marvel or disney they're just like yeah we you can have these characters but we're gonna give you like set cosmetic costumes that we want them to be in. right and there there is a balance there i feel like since there's such a focus on gear and loot in general mm-hmm. I think they could have done the Injustice 2 thing where it's like, no, we made sure all the gear doesn't look stupid as fuck. <laughs> and we give you like a shader system so you can like color it, you know, however you want. I was going to say shaders could have worked. Shaders could have worked in this game perfectly. In fact, I still want shaders for like the cosmetics, to be honest with you. Because some of the colors are just like, ugh, this is garish. Yeah, some of them are pretty <laughs> awkward looking. Yeah, so like you get cosmetics that are just like a full like, oh, here's Tony Stark in his intergalactic suit. Here's mm. here's Hulk as a gangster. Like it's, And it's, it's cool. It's neat. And some of it references is like marvel comics but like you know the fact that you're getting so much gear you kind of wish like oh man it would be rad if i made something yeah out of this so that's one thing second thing is that they have individual stats that the game really wants you to care about but you're going to be deleting that gear at the end of the mission because you found something that is like three points above it 
pretty immediately. The Borderlands yeah. idea of like, don't get used to any of this because it's going to be nothing to you in three mm. seconds. And that's what makes it not feel like a, a worthwhile like venture, right? Because it's this endless cycle of like, oh, here's all these cool stuff. You're gone. Oh, here's all these cool stuff. You're gone. <laughs> you know? Like, it doesn't feel important or unique enough for you to feel like, wow, it's really rad I'm getting this gear at the end of a mission. That's something they need to fix. Yeah, I mirror that statement entirely. Because, like, for as much as they want you to care about the gear and customizing your shit, I don't give a fuck about any of it because it's all disposable at the end of, like, it's an hour so loop. disposable. And the fact that, like, I'm really not even paying attention to what I'm equipping half the time. I'm literally just holding L2 to equip the best stuff just mm-hmm. to boost it in the end. So, like, I really yeah. don't care about what I'm putting on my body half the time. I'm trusting the game system of knowing that, like, it's just going to do it for me. Yeah, because there's like an, yeah, an L2 button that just auto-equips the best gear. And it's just like, okay, cool. I never have to pay attention to yeah. your gear. But the game's still making me go through my limited inventory slots and delete shit that's bad. I think it's so whack that there's only nine inventory spots per thing. When literally I pick up nine things in a mission sometimes. <laughs> yes. Just like, give me more inventory space. Fuck. So it's like, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, this wasn't really thought about. Because it's not like Destiny or Borderlands where it's like, oh, the things that I'm picking up are active gameplay modifiers like i have a gun Mm -hmm. it's a new gun this gun does something different Mm -hmm. no you don't even really notice the gear the only time you do notice and this the game underplays this is a is that there's certain manufacturers for gear so Mm -hmm. pim for instance has has gear and his stuff does weird stuff like make your enemies become real small when you're beating them up Mm -hmm. and the first time that happened to me because the game doesn't do shit all to explain this no i was like what's going on (laughs) like come on i don't know why they didn't do kind of like the borderlands approach of having like maybe one tie-in story or multiplayer mission that explains each of the manufacturers factions something because it's just like i don't know yeah like that like you pick up a pim item and then it's like oh why is that person small and then yeah. you look into your inventory right before you scrap an item and you're like oh it had this perk on it weird yeah because like you could tell like the game is trying to like format it where you want to hold on to certain gear because of its attributes but it's like dude it becomes so under leveled at a certain point that you're just like there's no reason to keep mm-hmm. this green piece of gear when i have a legendary now yeah it's so it's stupid they need to make it make sense i think the pitch that i had too was that you're also playing as the Avengers and then going like, hang on, everybody. I can't fight this giant spider. Tony Stark needs to kick open this chest. <laughs> and then you get like a piece of gear. I was like, they should have integrated that mechanic into the story a little bit more. And what I mean by that is like, hey, what if we go after a priority threat? Because when we break apart its robot legs, mm-hmm. we'll get cool gear drops out of it. Yeah, much like Borderlands did. Yeah, just co- make it a little more cohesive. Don't make it feel like it's just kind of tacked on. You I know? mean, it's 50-50. Like, sometimes you do get drops from enemies. It's it's right. always one, <clears throat> and it's only when Jarvis says, there's an elite enemy on the map, sir. Jesus Christ. Go hunt it down for some good gear. <laughs> but otherwise, it's just, yeah, you're either finding chests that take a 30-second animation to unlock in the most uninspired animation I've ever fucking seen, um, yeah, or you're just randomly finding stuff. Tony Stark vaults. crouches in his Iron Man suit to open a box. Yeah, I hate that every character does the same thing when they're opening a box. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, for as, it's inspiring. As pervasive as the gear system is, I just feel like they didn't understand a lot of what they were doing. They the, just did it because mm-hmm. they had to do it. There's a lot of um, live service game mechanics in this game that are just here because other games do it. Mm-hmm. Not because it's like consistent with the design philosophy of this game and that's a problem they need to fix that the other here's another bit major problem that i have with the game 
Um, I like how some missions have open environments. Okay. But all of the environments are literally a fucking place, a normal place. A nor- like when you go to Utah, you go to Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. There's you no New York. Mar- there's no Marvel to it. There's no Asgard. There's no going to space. There's no colorfulness to it. It's really just a bland, real environment. You could say that about actually everything about the game outside of the 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 story narrative yeah for as inspired as these characters are inspired as that main story is nothing about the game outside of that feels inspired in a similar way none of it feels artistic none of it feels marvel i'm in boring playgrounds i'm fighting boring fucking enemies i'm fighting robots 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 i'm fighting nothing but robots in the same goddamn aim facility every single time doing the same beating up a goddamn generator or standing on a fucking circle on the ground yeah and that is their version of team play it's It's all there, but a lot of it just feels there because they needed to fill time, they needed to fill gameplay loops, and none of it feels inspired. You have the most interesting universe to play with, and you give me aim robots. Give me anything else. Give me the Shatari. Give me any... I understand that you needed a cannon fodder enemy, but these enemies, like, are so boring. Even some of the boss fights are really boring. Like, granted, oh. you get in the you get in the first two hours, you get a fight with Taskmaster, which you get, you know, in the the beta where you fight him as Black Widow, and it feels really tactical, and there feels like kind of a dance to it. Yeah. And then you get the one with Abomination and Hulk, which, which feels is cool really cool. Yeah. But then everything after that, it's like you're taking down a fucking robot dreadnought. It's a you're robot taking down a scorpion. Like, it's a robot helicopter. <sighs> It's a robot spider. <laughs> the second to last boss fight before you get to like that Modoc gauntlet fight, yeah. you're taking down like a fucking airship, and I'm just like, this isn't cool. Like it gets, gets really like boring. really dull. I'm just like, dude, this is a universe that has fucking like Doctor Octopus and Venom and shit, and fucking like just the craziest enemies possible. Here's another thing. So like you do these villain fights again. You only fight the main villains from the campaign. So like Taskmaster and Abomination. Yeah. I'm not kidding. There's no litany or roster rogues gallery here. No. There's just two fucking villains. Yeah. And what's called villain sectors. And all they do because in order to balance it. <laughs> I use the word balance <laughs> yeah, very useful here. Very useful. Uh, yeah. So you you go in and like all they do is give them a gigantic health pool and make sure that they never stagger from any of your attacks and that is literally a boss fight with a villain. It fucking sucks. It's annoying too because if you're playing that <laughs> boss fight one on one, you'd actually be paying attention to like signifiers in combat like you right. know when's a parry window, when to dodge in a way that makes sense. But if you're welling on them with three of your friends it's just like you're just beating them up in a it, corner it's chaos and and chip damage yeah, exactly. and it's just like this is not very good like this is actually actively bad design mm-hmm. this is the shit that's like should not have left somebody's fucking personal dev console you know it's like it's one of those things where it's like you need to fix this this is a big thing that you need to fix because your end game there's so much potential for the game because of the gameplay but what it gives you to do with that gameplay is not great right now Mm -hmm. and i know for a fact we're gonna be having a different conversation a year from now and that's kind of like years from now kind of the rote thing about live service games and i knew what i signed up for buying this game right i i know that's what it is it's like get the motherfucker out the door to start making money and then iterate 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 but right now they need to do some massive iteration on like the level design and enemy encounters Mm -hmm. and then I think they'll get to a place where the game is like, all right, now you're banging on some cylinders. Because I have been playing this game a lot. Yeah, I you've been playing it nonstop for a week. Love this fucking game. 
Yeah. I, I have love- a lot of bad things to say about this game, and I still love it. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy it. I yeah. think it's good, not great. I definitely think it's like a 7 out of 10 game, just because it has a lot of blemishes, and it definitely doesn't feel like it was ready to be launched when it launched. Not really. I think they definitely had to just get it out. Some of the shit that I saw that we've seen together is embarrassing for a, a AAA yeah. studio to put out there. I'm sorry. Super embarrassing. Like, this game fucking crashes. I've had uh, my character fall out of levels for no reason other than I'm standing in the wrong place. Or, like, a character, te- like, an uh, enemy, rather, T-pose in a wall, and I can't actually do damage on them, so I have to restart the mission. Yeah. That happens a lot, actually. I- I've had the re-checkpoint like, a bunch. Uh... It has, like, nasty crashes in the game, too. <sighs> also, it makes my PlayStation sound like it's gonna fucking break down the wall with the, yeah. the vents. It's, it's terrible. Like a jet Harrier. God, it's terrible. But even still, like, that doesn't take away from my enjoyment of the game, which is really weird. Like, because I think just the... You get a game that has a solid enough gameplay loop or combat, and I'm just into it. And I just... I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm doing the same missions over and over again. Yeah, the environments aren't very inspired. Yeah, I'm fighting the same fucking synthoids everywhere. Those stupid synthheads. Fuckers, I, I hate them. I fucking hate the adaptoids. They don't they don't budge, they don't move, they do the the most and damage attacks with their laser beam things. Yeah. God damn, I hate them. The, those elemental enemies that feel like they could be taken down strategically in any other game are like just awkward to handle in this game. Awkward OP. Yeah. I'm I'm getting downed every 3 seconds because of them. It fucking sucks. But I'm still having fun. I'm it's having so fun good. like co oping with my friends, I love it. being the Avengers together, <clears throat> doing like, you know, what what feels like I guess the equivalent to like a Destiny strike where you're doing like sort of like submissions within this greater mission that kind I like of like that culminate shit. in a vault or a villain sector boss fight like anything like that so like it is neat but I just feel like if if we burn through it hard in the first month like there's not much sustainability there right even with know? new characters it's gonna be like hmm this is kind of boring still yeah like they need to. F- there needs to be more procedural generation in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, really, like, when I jump into a mission, I know that I'm in for a strike or something like that, mm-hmm. but make it, like, really bonkers, like, different. Yeah, we you were know? talking about the vaults and how, like, it's the same vaults in every map. Even in different places. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. When you give me a vault, give me, like, something new in every vault. Yeah. You know? It doesn't do that. The, the vaults are basically, like, these kind of big cache marks where, like, you have to kind of find it, like, using, like, radar on a map. And it's this underground bunker, and it's a puzzle that you do with your friends where it's, like, you have numbers one through five. You have to stand on the lights in a specific order. And they're light segmented on either side of the room, and you have to kind of, like, ward off enemies in between. The thing is, each vault looks the same, and they never move the buttons that you have to step on. They're always in the same spots. Like, yeah, the buttons are the numbers change, but yeah. it's always the same spots. For yeah, that's yeah. And it's just like you could have, you could have flipped it up a little bit, you know, like made it like made me think about it more. Yeah, I don't know. It's or, uh... yeah, that's the thing. It's like they, <laughs> it feels like a first draft. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. There's a lot of first draft stuff here, but like the the strongest elements are the actual mechanics of the combat, mm-hmm. and some of the leveling stuff is really really well done. Not not to get, not to be confused with the gear stuff. The gear stuff is still like, ugh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's like they got so much right there, and the fact that the co-op gameplay is really good. Mm-hmm. It's actually great, just fucking bouncing these robot heads against the ground and watching like me like start a combo, and then my somebody else's Hulk just launch an enemy into yep. space. It's amazing. You're like, yo, dude, that's an Avengers ass moment. Hell, you do these combo takedowns on the bigger robot things mm-hmm. that are so cool to watch. No matter, I can't get sick of them. No matter how many mm-hmm. times I've seen them, right? It gets Avengers right. It doesn't get live service game right. 
that's that's kind of the through line here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll I'll definitely yeah. agree to that. I I do think though that it's it's launched better than some games of service games that we've oh, seen yeah. in the past. Like I don't think it's in terrible shape at launch. I think it's no, like no, 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 it's no. fine, it's serviceable, but I think it's it's lacking in a lot of regards. And they definitely have to stick with this game. Is kind of the thing. Like they're they're stuck making this game for the next three years. Hell yeah, bitch! And serving it and adding new content and new events. Like they've already signed us up for fifteen characters post game and yeah. You know, I imagine like there's going to be world shifting events. Like, I don't know what. I could only hope. I really do you know. want like these campaign things that like eviscerate different levels and like change up the game composition and yeah. give us like big story crossover events to really so, deal with. The way they kind of end the main story is like, I mean, it's all kind of positioned around AIM and MODOK and this sort of Cree sentinel that's like sleeping in the bay of San Francisco. Hey, what's up and, with that? Yeah. And then you fight it and then something gets launched into space to kind of like go back to the Cree homeworld or whatever. And they, you know, Monica at the end makes like, you know, kind of the hint that like, this isn't over. And, and Maria Hill's like, okay, aim has cloning abilities now and cosmic abilities and mystical abilities so like you get the sense that they're <clears throat> ramping up to like kind of more cosmic and bigger than life like crossover things yeah um which is cool i mean even in the post game stuff with thor you get loki missions and i'm just interested to see how they play with that more like mm-hmm. you know are we building up to like uh like an infinity war type event you know or secret wars or whatever the case may be you know i want that <clears throat> i want that shit to happen i it need it just feels like there needs to be more scope to this game. Oddly enough, the game feels really small right now. Oh, yeah. Like, like I've seen a lot of Utah. Let me tell you what, brother. <laughs> seen a lot of those Badlands. Seen a lot of Scandinavia. Yeah. Seen a lot of the same harm rooms. Uh-huh. Seen a lot, and the game is not even a month old at this point. Like, holy shit. No, it's not even a week old. <laughs> what? It, it only came out a week ago. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> beat it within, like, seen the weekend. Well, you know how I do. <laughs> actually no you got it early as the thing yeah i heard early, early yeah. access on that shit i played into uh the the publisher's whims <laughs> about the 80 dollar version no it was 70 <laughs> i got costumes with it bro <laughs> they gave me a thousand of their in-game bucks also yeah there's like nine different currencies in the game for no fucking reason update upgrade different gear yeah it's weird give me one what is this shit what yeah it's like this awkward juggling of live service systems between it's like factions it's dailies it's nine currencies and it's like uh, it's not going to come across very readily accessible for your average consumer because it isn't done very well yeah whereas destiny i think does it cleaner well it took them time to get there too yeah I just kind of hate where it's like, well, dude, you had those examples out there. How do you not just, like, emulate what's working instead of starting at, at, like, fucking ground zero Mm -hmm. like the rest of these games where it's like, sorry, we don't don't know. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. we're waiting for community feedback. Yeah, dude, but, like, by the time that you actually implement some of the changes I want, I might already be burned out on some of the shit. Mm-hmm. So that that that's the risk of this type of game. Yeah, and my worry is, like, yeah, we're gonna get new characters, but, like, how different are they really gonna feel? Mm-hmm. Like, we're getting Kate Bishop's Hawkeye, and then we're getting, two like, Hawkeyes. Clint Hawkeye, and they're gonna play similar, and we're getting Spider-Man, and Black Widow already feels like what Spider-Man is gonna feel like, <laughs> yeah, to with be the honest. Pla- I actually kind of like the plat- some of the platforming in this game, with the stuff that makes you, like, where you can double-tap X and get up to a ledge. Yeah. I like that stuff. But there is a, a real significant gumminess to, like, jumping around mm-hmm. in the game that doesn't... Like, Hulk doesn't feel great to leap around at. No. I think Cap is probably, like, 
one of the only ones who feels like good both ways in terms it's of platforming. double jump yeah and his wall run too yeah his wall run good. double jump make navigating a lot um, easier but like it sucks like playing as um who was it one of the normal i think black widow's kind of hard to like i'm, I'm running <laughs> where everyone else is like oh you're flying aren't you okay yeah. even kamala she gets a giant like kind of walking gate with her big yeah. legs yeah but um i like the flying in the game a little bit actually people have complained about it i think it's fine I think it's just because the cross-section that we got in the beta felt bad. No, it was bad. Like, playing across Thor and Iron Man, but, like, it gets better over time. Yeah, it feels good yeah. to me. I actually, half the time, would rather be flying as Thor than having to worry about platforming, or platforming, because I don't want to worry about how to get up to an area. I just want to be there. Yeah, you could just float, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, there you go. And there's, like, a few things where it's character-specific to unlock different channels, or, like, you know, unlock, like, secret parts of the maps. Yeah, what if you're not playing as one of those characters, though? Like, you I know, like, you do need, anything. I know you need science to unlock some doors, yeah. strength to unlock other doors. You need smart smarts. Yeah. You need human smarts. I hear there's some doors that Captain America can't even open. Yeah. Because he's neither smart nor strong in that sense. Yes. <laughs> Captain like, America can't do anything. He can what? throw a shield. He could pretend to be dead for five years. Yep, he could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was he pre- I don't think he's pretending. No, he pretending to be dead. I'm pretending. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, there, there's some shit that's wackadoo, for sure. But I, again, I still really enjoy the gameplay gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the stuff I'm doing, not so much. And I'm going to run into a wall. Once I level up all my characters, I'll be like, okay, now what? And if the answer is gear, oh, god damn, I don't have a reason to really keep on playing. That's my problem. That's true. Mm-hmm. What is character cap for your, like, kind of base level for your character? Is it 50? So 50 for your uh, base level, which is all the skill unlocks are based on that. Mm-hmm. And then your power level, I, as far as I know, can at least go to 125. I think it goes past that. Okay. I've heard yeah. some people say like 130 and then you have to grind really hard to hit 140. But I imagine it's going to go past that too cuz like I there's a trophy for hitting like 250 or something. Yeah, but it's 250 across multiple characters, I think, something crazy like that. I don't know, it's weird. I I read it and I was like, "What? I think you actually need to uh upgrade your skill level to 50 across six different characters." Fuck you, Square Enix. I could do it. <laughs> I'm going to get a platinum in this game. Yeah, eventually. It's going to take a while to get there, but... I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there hard. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of those ones where in the long haul, I'll probably get it to, like, first six months for sure. I want Kate Bishop so so much, man. Oh, I do too. Can we talk about that for a second? The leaked characters. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope that this leak is real because it's a good cast of characters, Mm -hmm. dude. So not only do we got Kate Bishop in there, who I I love, and Mm -hmm. played by Ashley Birch. Amazing. Oh, so good. Her her reveal trailer Mm -hmm. was great. It was great, dude. Um, We got Hawkeye coming. Uh, Thanks, I guess. Mm -hmm. We have the Vision, which I think makes sense. You already got Jarvis in yep. there, just a few missions away from getting a Vision. We got Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. ah, famous Avenger, doing some supernatural crazy mind shit. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of that shit. Doctor Strange, apparently, is rumored. Mm. And they did confirm Black Panther is going to be in the game. Ah, very cool. They just, um, with Chadwick uh, Boseman's passing, they didn't want to like shout that out or yeah. do any of that right which now. makes sense. Yeah, I, I respect that. I think that makes sense. But that's going to be amazing. They need to have Wakanda in the game. Oh, undoubtedly. Like, that's such an important set piece. That would be such a big miss if they if they just have uh, Black Panther running around Utah. That's yeah. going to suck. <laughs> what? So, I guess we could talk kind of like our hopes for the game. Because it's like, this game is going to be like the next like three, five years, right? Like, there's yeah. a lot coming to it. Like, where we talk about it now will be a different conversation in a year, obviously, in terms of content characters and everything. Sure. What are some locations you want to see? What are some things you want to see them do actually with the game of service model? Like in terms yeah. of like, you know, actual like competent raids, stuff like that. 
For me, I definitely want to see them go to like, um, wow, I'm already blanking on the name, uh, Thor's home planet. Asgard. Yeah, I want to see them go to Asgard really badly. I want to see them go to Wakanda, all these other places. But like, what 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 are some like standout locales for you? Well, if they lean into the Captain Marvel stuff, which they already revealed in the game that they have a design yeah. for Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. um, I would like to go to like the Kree home world. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really cool yeah. set piece. Go to Alien Worlds. Um, There's no way that Captain Marvel is not in this game. No, I think she's yeah. totally in the game. Um, and then. I would say that I would also really love... I'm going to actually look it up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look it up because it's a really important part in Marvel lore. Okay. I do love that... Uh, what is the crazy place that Nick Fury likes to go to? Is it not like the scroll home planet? No. It's not. Hang on. What is the lawless land in Marvel? <laughs> the lawless Marvel Land. <laughs> Madripoor. The fuck is Madripoor? <laughs> the Principality of Madripoor is a fictional island located in Southeast Asia, appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Okay. So, like, a lot of, like, Black Widow and Nick Fury comics are set there where they fight Hydra and oh, shit. Okay. And it's, like, it's this land where there's, like, casinos and shit, but it's, like, totally off the grid, no law. Mm. <laughs> I want Madripoor in the game. That'd be really fun. <laughs> like, Madripoor would be awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah so that's one and then hell mm. yeah bring ghost rider in the game go to hell that'd be really that'd be cool dope. marvel ultimate alliance 3 went to hell you yeah, can go well, to marvel hell this one. ultimate alliance did a lot of interesting things yes it for did being the sort of game it was yes it did a game that easily could have been live service and wasn't mm-hmm. yeah yeah i those all sound like really cool places like i definitely want like a cool like kind of build up crossover event like because it's in its current state it's great for what it is but like it's not serviceable in the long haul if they just kept it in these boring locations kept it like as it is and it's just like yeah it's gonna get really stale like you need this is a marvel game feel inspired do something cool with it you know you know no disrespect to the citizens of utah but your state doesn't make the most interesting locale for a marvel video game no no, it's not. Like, I, I get it. It's got a natural beauty. All these rock faces. The highest meth population in the world in terms of you know, drug oh, use. shit. Because there's nothing else to do there. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we need more. We need definitely more. Is there a character you want specifically? Is there a character that I want specifically? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Not, like, in terms of playable characters, I think, yeah. like, the ones they've announced are really cool. I think villains are more, like, that I'm kind of thinking of. Okay. Um, Someone to fight against? Yeah. Who do you want to fight against? I really want Loki. I think Loki would be really, really interesting. I mean, if you're going to do Black Panther, you know, do, um, what the fuck is his name? What is his name? Michael B. Jordan's character. Oh, I don't remember. Do that one. Because, like, he, when he puts on the uh, suit, he has, like, a, a specific he name. It's specific. like King something. <laughs> God damn it, we should know this because of the songs. Oh, yeah. Do Killmonger. Killmonger! Yeah. Jeez, how do we miss that one? Yeah. Do Killmonger. <laughs> that would be really, really cool. Um, if you're going to put Doctor Strange in it, have this epic build-up moment where maybe you're all fighting Dormammu. Like, yes. I don't know, man. There's just, like, so much possibility. I want a big level boss that yeah. is Dormammu. Exactly. Yeah. But I feel like some of that will only actually play well in the story. Because you look at how the final fight was done in this game, where it's kind of this ensemble trade-off fight, where you're all fighting MODOK, and then you have a one-on-one, like, kind of God of War-style, like, fight with uh, the Kree Sentinel yeah. as Miss Marvel. Um, so I feel like something big like that 
like you'd have to introduce it first in the story and then yeah. maybe eventually down the line as a raid so yeah that makes sense uh yeah god damn it god damn it i want more spider-man stuff in the game but i don't think it's gonna happen because of this weird sony bullshit yeah like i'm stoked enough to play a spider-man but i do feel like he's gonna play very similar to black widow and what yeah. i what i mean is like actual movesets the way she actually like pulls enemies how towards she swings. her how she swings it, the way she black jumps like... she jumps like spider-man i don't think anybody understands that <laughs> spider-man's already in the game yeah black widow yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah like how she shoots things that's just gonna be webs that's gonna be webs bro anyway it's gonna be webs man but, but like there's so many like i would love to see a campaign um with norman osborne leading a dark avengers thing mm-hmm. and you have to fight each of the dark That'd avengers that would be such a cool campaign to do where it's like hey man now the avengers are back well <laughs> let's go against oh them. my god that'd be so fucking cool yeah dude fight scorpion and all them shits <sighs> oh my god and venom i always want venom in every marvel game and they Same. could do it too. They could do it. I feel like a lot of that, though. Like, at what point are you building a five-year game, and then at what point are you actually just kind of holding stuff for a sequel, right? Like, because like all the stuff that we think they're going to put in it, like, yeah. I think people really need to temper their expectations about what this is going to be. We're gassing it up as this huge thing, and they haven't promised anything except guess characters. who won't be in the game. I don't think the X Men in full suite are going to uh, be in the game. I don't even think the Fantastic Four are be I in the game. I get that the Kree are like kind of a notable villain from Fantastic Four, but I don't think Fantastic Four is going to be in the game like that. Nope. Like I think a lot of that would get saved for like a next uh, entry. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Exactly. Put me in the Wild West. I don't know why, but I want to be there. <laughs> I want to fight people in the Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> sorry i just do marvel's westworld and then give everyone like a western suit oh that'd be oh, really neat that'd be so rad although what, what's his name uh dr richards kind of plays like kamala khan dr richards keith richards keith what's, richards what's his name the the stretch man oh no you're oh reed richards reed, reed richards <laughs> yeah, dr. gotcha richards. Fucking like, keith richards. Dr. Richards. yeah sorry nobody knows him by his professional name anymore the stretchful men <laughs> <laughs> yeah so good good game not great yeah i i definitely love it it's gonna sit high on my game of the year list but it's not gonna crack my top five i don't think just because i think there's so many other games that came out this year that were a very complete package had a very strong vision were flawless in execution and this game is not that but it's also crystal dynamics first attempt at a game like this i'm not gonna like you know shit on them too hard because it's they're still working it out you know Mm -hmm. And some of it is a little shameful, but it'll get there eventually. It's just, I just kind of hate that that's what games of service is. Like, you know you're in it for a two-year <laughs> plan if you stick with it. If not, you're not going to see half the stuff that they actually put into it. Yeah, or appreciate how much the game has yeah. improved. Like, I can't say that about Destiny 2. I played Destiny 2 for a hard month and then never went back to it. Oh, they changed that game so drastically. Exactly. I don't know all the cool stuff that's in it because I don't care. That game's, like, I would say viciously drastic. Yeah. It's not anything like the base game. Yeah. But I hope this is a game I stick with and care about because, like, I love the Avengers. Like, that's just kind of I love it. Marvel. Yeah. I love them. Cap, I loved it. I like the story a lot. Gameplay is good. Just fix that game of service shit. Like, it's whack. Fix that shit. Yeah. It's whack. It's whack as fuck. <laughs> Make it more Marvel. This needs more Marvel, less of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need more... You can give me fucking... Make it Miss Marvel's Wonder Emporium. You Like, make it big. Make her big as fuck. Make her bigger. Make her bigger. That last fight was pretty cool. It was really cool, yeah. though, right? I really like that last fight. <laughs> Not not the widow part, but the rest was really good. Although widow is one of my favorite characters to play as, by the way. Surprisingly, yeah, I'm just like, oh, oh I actually really like this. Love playing as her. Oh my god, Thor is probably my favorite character to play as, and I yeah. didn't think he would be. He feels tanky in the right ways. Yeah, tanky but like versatile. 
I just thought I would compare him to Kratos the whole time with the the hammer recall. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, that's a part of it. Yeah. But there's so much more going on with this character kit. I don't know. Motherfucker can fly. Yes. <laughs> I, w- I would say him and Captain America are like my two favorite characters to play as. Good. For sure. Captain America is really, really good. I would say like, I don't play as a Hulk that much. Um, He's fine. Yeah. Like he's like, I like the intricacies behind the more human characters i guess like mm. cap in in black widow just because like they have to be kind of um how do you say what's the word athletic yeah <laughs> you know yeah they can't just rely on the fact that they're a, a big green tank yeah. huge or mystical yeah, yeah. so it's, it's interesting but yeah that's marvel's avengers my friend there it is i'm sure we'll talk about more and more avengers happening in the coming Marvel. months unless smoke outside chokes us out probably tonight <laughs> it was a little rough on me yesterday yeah was it yeah so it looks it's like it's cleared up some a little, bit. a little better but i'm gonna i'm gonna land this uh like a quinjet in the middle of the pacific here thank you guys for listening this has been save room plays catch us next week we're doing a live save room episode 100 100 over at twitch.tv slash the writer which i will host over at twitch.tv slash dungeons and daniels that's where we twitch we will be doing a news formatted thing playing games um i kind of want to do like you know fan submitted topics so if you guys have any topics mm. that you want to submit drop them in our discord over or over on our twitter at save room show kind of just give us ideas of like stuff you'd want to talk about with us you know, this is as much about us as it is you guys, because like we're not the save room without our our community. So there's no room. I mean, there is room for you. Just save. Just just save. Just save. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. I think. What are we gonna rip the audio from like that and make it an episode? We can do whatever we want. But yes, we could. <laughs> well, I just gotta bounce that. Yeah, I'll leave that to you. Hopefully, we don't get like mad drunk. <laughs> Let's not. Yeah, I think at least if we like yeah. kind of isolate the news part. Yeah. We should be able to be fine with just having that be the episode. Uh, Chelsea also has a request for the li- the next live episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, please don't take off your shirts like you did last time. Oh, we did that, didn't we? Yeah, we did that. Uh, yeah. You remember when God got mad and, and like the thunderstorm? That was crazy. Occurred right outside as we did it? Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, stay tuned for that. Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter at Save Room Show. At us. That's what you do on Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you happen to know what Chris uh, Evans' penis looks like, just yeah. tell us about it. You don't have to just, just describe it. Just describe it. In 240 characters. Right. Yeah. If you need more characters, that tells us everything we need to know. There you go. Bye. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Games. <laughs>